0: It's free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number for you is 855-450-FREE. That's one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. 450 3733 Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian,
1: Nami, and Mark.
0: And we invite you on over to our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the various features that we have there for you completely free. Unlike those other talk show hosts, most of them want to charge you for their website so go and enjoy on us over at freetalklive.com now nemi uh there was an issue that you really wanted to bring up last week that unfortunately we just didn't get around to i think we had pretty heavy phone calls that particular night and you're back uh it's of course wednesday evening so nemi is here with us and I know that you didn't particularly want to start with that issue, but I think we're going to be able to tie it in because last night we were talking about child molestation, sex offenders. you had wanted to talk about uh, the the foster care system, which I think has uh, plenty of child molesters and sex offenders within it uh, operating as, as foster parents and or people that work for the Department of Children and Families. So I think there's a tie in there. Where did you want to start with all that?
1: I, I think um, where I, I first would start is to thank you and Mark for for discussing it in the first place because I- that there were some ideas that are are brought up now i consider myself a, a minarchist so i i know that um one of the the key points that i am concerned about is um in a child abuse situation where a child quote unquote needs to be removed from a home how would that be handled in a in a free market environment where, where there's no um government uh either uh, police or judges or courts in order to protect a child and and Mark you had that's said something yeah. that um, that really intrigued me and this was the follow up that I wanted to make was you had had made the suggestion that people band together and buy the child from the parents who were abusing it and I think that's interesting and I wanted to follow up with you a little bit both of you guys to see um what would you do if someone came if you saw um a child pornographer going to buy the child in, in, instead of good people. And so that was where I kind of wanted to start with that.
2: Well, first off, um, you know, I've... the what i believe is that there are crimes in the world i'm willing to go out and 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 on that limb i think that if uh, somebody you know beats someone sufficiently i'm not talking about touching them as an assault i'm talking about beating them or treating them um you know in a physical fashion that is unacceptable that person has committed a crime and that person owes the other person i also think a child pornographer um you know for me i think they're committing a crime i don't think it's acceptable to take na- naked and sexually well, not naked, but sexually explicit pictures with a child. And yes,
0: well, can we? It's make sure, arbitrary, right? Can we make sure we're all on the same page here? Is nude photos of children is that child porn?
1: Not always. I, when is it? I, I think the famous quote is, "I know it <laughs> you know if I see it. it." Absolutely, because I, I mean, my my parents have have the classic two year old with one foot up on the edge of the tub. You know, okay. it not it, child it, porn. Not child porn. Okay. but you know, if, if you see it. You know, there's, it's, it's innocent versus not innocent. And I, I think...
0: 13-year-old girl taking a picture of herself with her cell phone naked?
1: Not sexting. Is, we can get into that later. Is that child it, porn? Is that child porn? Is it a child? By law, yes. Well, what that, about that, by that's Nemi? the easy way out.
2: My question is, is, is a girl um, that's taking a picture of herself uh, with her cell phone, is she a child pornographer? Is
1: she a child pornographer? I don't think so.
2: What if she sells it? You know, I mean, these are these things happen. These aren't ludicrous, crazy no, uh, no, out there I'm, questions. this is exactly I'm, I'm why you a I wanted to think. Absolutely, <laughs> I appreciate that
1: um, um, because I, I came in and I was I was very passionate about this both last week and this week. And I came in this week and 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 this ties in with the, the child molestation. I I don't think I go so far as Ian as to say you know there are uh, certainly there are some child molesters and people who in the in the foster care industry who wish to do harm or who through no fault or intent of their own really don't meet the best needs of the child. I certainly have my own beef with the, the Child Protective Services system as it is, but my I, I would not go so far as you have, Ian, and said you know that there are a lot of them. I didn't
0: say there were a lot. I just don't know. I don't know how many there are. I've right. seen enough stories to creep me out.
1: Yeah, understood. Right. And it, it like it's really tough to look
2: at the child uh, the the sort of foster care system out there and, and say, well, you know, I don't know what I I don't know what kind of to- home this child is being taken from mm-hmm. and I don't know what kind of home this child's being put in. But I do know that these people um into which home they're being put are being compensated. And I think that that can be a dangerous situation. It could,
0: uh, you know, cause them to... It can incentivize bad behavior. Yeah, it absolutely, absolutely.
1: I, I agree with that. There was a fantastic piece, albeit one-sided, on um, NPR over the past few weeks about um, going into uh, South Dakota Native American homes, taking children, where it's more of a cultural difference of um, people from um, non-reservation society saying and putting their expectations and cultural mores onto this tribe and taking children. Whereas you don't have to have money to have a rich life. And I believe that's the main argument of the Native Americans affected mm-hmm. in this in the situation. But what the the story was talking about was the financial incentivization, if that's the correct word, mm-hmm. um, of, of foster care. And I do believe that's an issue but that, again, doesn't get to my main question of what do you do in a situation with no government?
2: OK, well, so, I, you know, first off, I, I don't like the term no government because I think that people ne- need and demand government for themselves. Um, you know, w- the question is if you had a state, a top-down, hierarchical organization that demands compliance.
0: You mean a monopoly on violence? A monopoly
2: on violence. Um, So I I think that there will be governments, there'll be all kinds of governments, and people will be able to choose them for themselves. However, some people really can't be trusted to choose their own government, so what do we do with them? And I think that that's a great question. First off, um, I don't know how old the sort of foster care system is, but our, uh, departments like DHS and Child Protective Services and all these things—they're relatively new. They're three, four, five decades old at their longest. I think. I mean, that's my understanding of so it. So,
0: what did people do before then? Right.
2: The cops, in certain circumstances, would se- would step in. But frankly parents could pretty much do what they wanted with their kids. A century ago, you could do whatever you wanted to with your kid, and there was really nothing anybody would ever do about it. I'm not saying we should return to that. I'm just saying that, look, there's been a lot of bumps on this road, and they certainly haven't got a perfect or even close to it system. Correct. I would agree with and that. And so, I mean, we're, we're not starting with utopia, and utopia isn't an option.
0: Well, how do you know that back in the day, people didn't rescue kids that were in danger? Oh, I'm
2: sure they did. Did. Oh, okay. I'm sure they you made ins- it
0: sound like they didn't do anything.
2: Well, uh, you're saying people. Uh, we're talking about the government here, the state. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. I thought you said no one did anything.
2: Okay. Well, okay. The state didn't do anything. Maybe I did say no one did anything. Um, the, the, the state didn't do anything because they just didn't get involved in that kind of thing. But, you know, you had the, the apprentice programs a few hundred years ago where uh, essentially you know, people gave their children away. Wet nurses. They gave away kids until they were two years old to somebody to take care of and then paid them to do it. I mean, they had a, essentially a dog sitting service for their um, infants it was it was insane um, you know they don 't look at they didn 't look at kids the way that we look at them today. And I, I think that really, you know, what it would boil down to is people are concerned with it. I'm concerned with this. I don't want kids treated in this fashion.
0: Let's come back, dig more into the the, the, the question, because I don't think it's really been answered yet, is, you know, how would a child abuse situation be handled in the absence of the violent monopoly? So that's the question on the table. You're welcome to throw in your ideas because we don't have all the answers. Uh, but we'll get to that here in a little bit. 855 453. You can also bring up what you want. Let's talk to Bob listening in Ithaca, New York. Bob, uh, you're are, and are you listening on WNYY right now?
3: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting your show on the phone now. Okay, uh, yeah, because we don't start there
0: until nine o'clock. I, Go ahead. So your thoughts? Republican debates are laughable. The
2: Republican debates
0: <laughs> are laughable.
2: Okay, what uh, yeah. what's laughable about
0: them? Well, there are a bunch of jokers on there, so I would imagine that's Everybody who what's... thinks they are reasonable
4: is insane, in my opinion. There
2: are some really unreasonable things that have been said, um, you know, they. Yeah. but what what my in particular?
4: Meaning, I mean, though, as now, I'm on disability. Does that qualify for Free State Project? Sure. Well, I think
0: as long Not as you're honestly. willing to, uh, if you've been to freestateproject.org and you love liberty and you, you know, you understand that freedom means that the ability to live your life how you want, as so long as you don't hurt anybody else, uh, but, as long as you agree...
4: I'm going to come into New Hampshire, and I was wondering if you could give me a contact, like a hostel or something to start at.
0: You know what? Um, I don't know of any hostels, but I know that there are some fairly low-cost living situations where you can get together with roommates. There's uh, Pork Manor, which is a website, porkmanor.com. But really, ultimately, you want to go to freestateproject.org and read the statement of intent, which says that you're willing to move to New Hampshire, and then once you get here, that you'll work to the maximum extent possible to... Uh, to achieve. Um,
2: They've got a forum there at freestateproject.org also where you can uh, talk to people and find out Go to living arrangements. Tell
0: you what, we'll talk a little more about it here in a moment. 855 453 It's Free Talk Live. You know the US dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at WeUseCoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at WeUseCoins.org. That's WeUseCoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want and dial in toll-free. 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855 four five zero three seven three three. You can join us on our website over at Freetalklive.com. Listening options are there. We've got live streams available around the clock. Latest episode of Free Talk Live is there for you. You can just go and click and enjoy via both our broadband and dial up. Streams. Plus, you can learn about the great radio stations that air the show throughout the week at various different times, our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, and our free-to-air channel. In addition to that, the webcam and listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. So go to listen.freetalklive.com to get all the details. We've been talking about the Free State Project here because Bob in Ithaca had called in, and he was asking the question, well, since he's on disability, would he qualify for the Free State Project, and Bob, are you still with us? Oh yeah. So the the statement of intent, uh, when it comes to joining the Free State Project is essentially, and i tried to pull it up here, but apparently it's not showing it to me. So uh, you can go to freestateproject.org, but the statement of intent basically, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Mark, I'm going to try to paraphrase it, is that I'll move to New Hampshire, and once there, I will be active to the maximum extent possible in my life to help achieve a government that that does nothing more than protects life, liberty, and, and property?
2: Yeah, whose so maximum role is life, liberty, and property.
0: Yeah. So if you can agree with a statement like that, Bob, then, yeah, I think you would qualify. <laughs> Wholeheartedly. Alright, fantastic. Well drop on over to freestateproject.org and click on the uh, the join us button over on the the left hand or the link over on the left hand side. There's a discussion forum there. You were talking about housing, uh cheap housing. You can go into the forum and that might be a that's way to uh, to hook sure up with some other else, folks. Huh? I, don't it, of I don't know of any hostels. I don't know of any hostels either. That's not to say they don't exist. I just you ah. know, I've never looked into that, so I don't know for sure. Uh, okay, so that's the computer or nothing then. Very, well, there's a phone number as well. I don't happen That's to have that one. Want. He wants a phone number, Mark. Do you happen to have that handy? <laughs> the Free State Project
2: telephone number. I,
0: I think it's I on that. Seen. I think it's on that sheet for the for the Free State Project, which you might have just gotten rid of. I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you write me an email at. Which um, he, da- he can't because oh, he's oh, shoot. Yeah, um, we're, 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 keep listening. We'll figure it out and we'll give it to you. <laughs> we'll give it to you later, Bob. Yep. Uh, Hours. What's, what's that? that? we only carry you from 9 to
2: 10. Okay, yeah. do you have a uh, you have a piece of paper now? Yes. Okay, use this number. 603 513 2228 and I will uh make sure that something happens. That's the office number I here Thanks,
0: thank you. Thanks, Good Bob. Evening, guys. Have okay. a great night. Bye. Appreciate it. Uh, 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. Uh, you can bring up what you want. That's funny, too, because we had the old Free State Project uh, liners in here up until last night. You just handed me a fresh one here a moment ago, and I, that old sheet had it on there. So I mean, at least I'm pretty sure it did. So 855-450-FREE uh, is our number here. You can bring up anything. And, of course, the Free State Project is one of the sponsors of this program. And, and coming up uh, in February, they're going to have their Liberty Forum, which is a, a really fun event. It's a it's kind of a hotel conference. If all you can afford to live is uh, in, in which you can all, all – whatever you can afford to live in. If it's just a hostel, you probably can't afford to go to the Liberty Forum because that costs 200 bucks uh, for the weekend. But uh, it's, it's
2: still pretty cheap for a convention, though.
0: Right. You can uh, rent a hotel room and share it with a bunch of people. So that is a way to, to – uh, To get the price down of the Liberty Forum. And it is a great convention, and it's hundreds of like minded, liberty oriented people coming to the same hotel. Enjoying each other's company, meeting new friends, uh, meeting neighbors, that uh, people that you're going to spend maybe some of the rest of your life with because the Free State Project is a lifelong project. People are moving to New Hampshire from all over the world, all around the country, to work towards more freedom in our lifetime. It's happening February 23rd through the 26th. You can use our discount code, which is FTL2012, to save 10% on the already low early bird discounts. And 200 bucks for a convention, as you say, is very affordable. And that's for the whole weekend. That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday and sunday
1: i'm thoroughly excited for it yeah you've never been i haven't been all
0: right so that is going to be a good time and uh so go to freestateproject.org slash liberty forum the discount code is ftl 2012 now we differ on a few different things on this program nemi you mentioned you're a minarchist so you're in of the the mindset that there should be a a monopoly on violence but they should be very very small would that about describe you
1: i'm not i'm not sure that It isolates it to a monopoly of of violence. I'm not sure it is entirely at this point either. Wait, what? She's
2: not sure. I mean, like, you know, she's open to ideas. Okay.
1: But that's historically what a
0: minarchist is, is one of someone who supports the government, but a very, very small government. Agreed. And of course, government is, as we know it today, a monopoly on violence. And and,
1: and protecting life, liberty, and and property. And and to... in in terms of fraud, I know we talk talk about water rights here a lot as well. You know, if you have a neighbor who's dumping pesticide into your water supply and and he's not able to make you whole, this seems to be the recurring question that I have: is how exactly do you make someone whole? Is it always possible? And if you're not able to handle it on your on your own, what what happens then if there is no, as you guys would probably put it, uh, no gang you can go to. To protect oh, I'm not your saying there's interests. not a gang. I'm not saying there's not a gang. Um, the state
2: is an organization that claims for itself the monopoly on violence. Um, and but you could see that perhaps there might be some organization that would be willing to use violence in order to protect certain individuals in whatever ways. But
0: that organization in a free marketplace would be completely liable for that use of the violence. So if that or if you brought in some sort of organization that was willing to do that, and they made a mistake and like for instance arrested the wrong guy or something like that, or went after the wrong person then they would be fully liable, unlike the government police who have no liability. In the
2: same way that security guards um, are liable today. I mean, when when you look at security companies, they're liable for their actions. If you hire a security company and your place gets robbed... I mean, their, their insurance is going to cover paying you back for whatever the robbery is. Yeah, that is. can be in the contract. That can be in the contract. Which you
0: don't have when it comes to the government police. The so. police
2: are not going to pay you back for anything. That You'll you'll be lucky if they show up and give you a little pink piece of paper that says, yes, you've been robbed, give this to your insurance company.
1: Right, and, and I think that goes to something Ian was talking about last night, too. The police are under no obligation to protect you. So it is a, it is a one-way contract. I, I can definitely see that.
0: So let's so, go to Nick in Illinois. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live with the inn, Nemi, and Mark. Hello, Nick. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind?
3: So the question was asked, uh, how would child abuse be handled in the absence of government, correct? Yeah. Well, as I understand it, uh, voluntarists believe in universal laws as opposed to man-made laws, and those universal laws apply to everyone equally in the form of rights. In other words, in common parlance, you might say that voluntarists actually believe in quote-unquote government. It's just that they believe in a universal government and that everyone is a part of that government and everyone all has equal rights in that system. This includes uh, the the right to perform functions that are currently monopolized by the government, such as taking children out of abusive situations because that abuser is violating the rights of the child. Uh, But however, this assumes a sort of pure anarchic situation where people have not formed new institutions to replace the functions currently monopolized by the government. Uh, As I've mentioned in a previous call, when Stephanie and Derek and someone else were hosting, the theoretical justification for the kind of government we know today is that way back when, all the people in the geographical area formed a body called the government and then pledged their land to it, in a sense, to give that government the right to sort of make the rules on the land. We know that this is a ludicrous idea that this ever actually happened, but what if something like that were to actually happen in exactly that manner in a libertarian society? Then such services as child protection services could in fact be provided and in much the same manner as today, but with greater accountability and
2: market forces improving the effectiveness. I don't see why it needs to be tied to land either. Um, You know, I mean, if you've got... I don't see um, oh, if, somebody's, if somebody's uh, uh, rights know, are being violated on the high seas. I think that you know that, that a good person has the right to to step in there too.
0: where and there I is think, no, no right.
2: monopoly privilege on
0: violence. Thanks, Nick, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free.
5: If you wanna move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number, 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Nammy And Mark. And we invite you on over to our website over at freetalklive.com. The Shrine of Female Listeners is there with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they're listeners of the program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will take you there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com.
2: Every so often, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, amidst a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is emerging that will change the way, could change the way the monetary systems work around the world. It's called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a private free market monetary system. It's a currency, a new form of money, and it's not the liability of any bank or issued by any government or tracked by any corporation. We encourage you to learn more about it, for there's much to learn. A good starting place is WeUseCoins.com. Again, it's WeUseCoins.com.
0: Well, once again, 855 is the number here. We've been talking about child abuse, and Nemi's question at the very beginning of the show was, how would some, such a situation, which is a horrible situation, be handled in the absence of the violent monopoly? And, of course, as was pointed out, the way the violent monopoly handles things is not always the best for the child. Uh, Sometimes they take a child away from parents that weren't abusing it and put it in the hands of foster parents who will abuse it or the government agents themselves will do the abusing. There's always that. We were, in fact, just talking about a police officer and judge (laughs) last night who was convicted of uh, child molestation over a period of several years. So just because they work for the government doesn't mean that they're angels and so, and then there's also a situation where they could actually remove a child from a dangerous home, but you never know where they're going to end up and Of course, we know that if they don't end up in a foster home or whatever, they may end up just in a, in a situation where they're being taken, taken care of by the state uh, you know for the rest of their lives and that's that's certainly not a good thing either so our, our current situation is not ideal, so how could things be better in the absence of the violent monopoly that 's really and the how
1: question. And, and how do you get there from here
0: oh boy well that's an, a whole other ball of wax. Uh, but, I think, in the absence of the violent monopoly, you have a situation where people have to get creative and they 'll have to the, you know the marketplace will have to come up with innovative ways and I think one of mark 's ideas was pretty good, and that is essentially offer to buy the child from a from a family that 's abusive that 's one one way to do it, and then of course make sure that they also get fixed so they can 't have other kids. At that point, that's,
2: uh, you know, that's that's another thing is, uh, you know, people may very well, people may be concerned in a free market world. I don't think you could do this now, but they may be concerned in a free market world where, you know, all the overpopulations happening, we need to do something about it. Or this person is a bad child, uh, you know, care provider and needs to never have them again or whatever. And they could offer a person a tubal ligation or a vasectomy for, you know, some amount of money. I mean, there you know there's some amount of money that will motivate just about everybody to do that particular act and the question is can the marketplace provide uh, you know that and will that work i don't know
0: so I think that's one way to do it, but maybe it wouldn't work out that way. Maybe the marketplace would do different things. And so I'd like to hear from other people as to what they think would happen at 855 450 free. I've always suggested that, uh, well, you know, if, if the government gang isn't around to do, you know, the Monopoly gang isn't around to do your dirty work, which is essentially what we're talking about here, we're talking about kidnapping children from parents who presumably would want to be rescued i mean that's really the the ultimate question is does the child want to leave uh his parents or have they abused him so much to the point where he wouldn't he or she would not want to uh to leave those parents but ultimately i think that uh, you could have an organization of people that that goes around and rescues children and they're willing to do it with the full liability of of their actions being possibly to you know that they might face some sort of a lawsuit from the parents that want their kids back. Hey, you know, you took my kid from me. Right. I'm, I don't I, appreciate that.
1: I, I think I, I notice you use the word rescue when you're talking about not the government, and kidnap when when you're talking about the government. And I'm not sure I really see much of a difference. And, and I'm not sure that either word is is always necessarily correct. Um, but I think, I, I mean, as as a parent, Mark, I know you're a parent. How sure. would you How would you feel if someone? Outside your home thought you were abusing your child and came in and just took it.
2: This is the paradigm, right? This is this is the way it goes is, you know, what does um, abuse mean? And somebody out there believes that I am abusing my child. Okay, somebody out there believes that they, you know, whatever the aspect is of the, you the don't child have care,
0: cookies—that's abuse.
2: <laughs> I try. He doesn't get much candy. Somebody no morning cartoons. Uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, he he gets to watch a certain amount of television, but usually I like my television to have a particular purpose. You know, some kind of learning program. He doesn't get the uh, the, the it, so much of the the mind numbing drivel.
0: Only Daddy gets to watch that. That's
2: right. Daddy watches mind numbing drivel. Um, and and, <laughs> and talks to a crazy man for a living. And the um, but. You know, and you know, maybe maybe it's because I, you know, we make him take a nap or whatever, whatever the reason is. um, They think that it's somebody thinks it's abuse, and it's a paradigm. It absolutely is a paradigm, and I think that what you'd be dealing with is the same situation you're dealing with today. Is a person who is going to be an arbitrator would have to make a decision as to whether or not, say, um, punishing your child with a hot branding iron is abuse or not. Because somebody doesn't believe that it is. Somebody believes that it is. uh, Somebody out there believes that it is in the best interest of the child to use a bullwhip and a branding iron to teach them certain lessons about life. I don't think those are good implements of of, uh, education and rearing of children, and I think that they probably should be left for very little. Um, But you know, that's that. These are the situations. So if somebody comes in and in that situation, what's it going to be like? Well. I guess you're going to have to go to the arbitrator, and the arbitrator is going to have to figure it out, because likely they'll be pointing guns at people. I would assume if they come into my house, try to take my child, it'd probably right. be in their best interest to be holding everybody at gunpoint. This better be a home invasion, and, and, and it better be well executed.
1: Right, exactly. And where? <laughs> but that's where how does, they do it now.
2: They Just the people who do it wear badges, and uh, they have no culpability for their actions. Whereas, um, and, and when you go in front of the judge, they have no culpability, and, and if gets found that you're not abusing your child, child. You get your child back, but nobody else gets any kind of uh, finger slapped. In this other world, perhaps somebody would do that and then they would be less likely to do it the next time because whoa, apparently... Uh, an arbitrator, some arbitrators out there don't think that, uh, you know, my my take on uh, child education and nap time is a relevant one.
1: So let me ask you this. With the ex- is existing system that we have now with CPS, if there were more transparency and accountability, would you be okay with the system as I'm, it is? I think that uh,
2: the system, uh, I think that the first step down the road is that, go- that government agents lose this thing called qualified immunity. They need to be responsible for their actions every time, just like like I am. And so if a government agent makes a mistake and there's some terrible result then they're less likely to make that mistake in the in the future. So you know, that's, that, that's the first step uh, down that line as far as I'm concerned, the idea that you can have these agents doing whatever they want to do, stealing people's children. And in a lot of cases, that's what happens. I'm not saying every case by any stretch, or I don't even know if it's most cases. I'm, I don't work in the CPS um, industry, but I do know that when you have people that are not responsible for their actions, that you're going to get pretty bad results.
1: Well, I have someone in the chat room asking, how can a government agency be responsible for its actions? I think the answer to that question is transparency, sunshine. And I I say this because there was a case, I believe it was about a year ago. I believe both of you are familiar with it. It was here in New Hampshire. And the parents were very vocal about the state taking their child under false pretenses. it was Mm -hmm. the baby Cheyenne case. And the parents have since been slapped with a gag order. Now, I think parents should never be slapped with a gag order. Mm. I would love to know what happened in that case and who screwed up. But it's, again, I think, as you're saying, Mark, government is coming in under this cloak of uh, infallibility and and no accountability. And I, I think we as people, I don't think a child's privacy necessarily transcends that.
2: You know, uh, when you're talking about this gag order situation, imagine for a second that you're a parent, your child's been taken away. You know, whatever the circumstances are, the government offers the child back as long as you sign this piece of paper that says that you won't talk about the incident. I'll sign anything. Give me anything. I'll sign it if you'll give me my child back. And that's the that just goes to it's just another step down the road that goes to show how these bureaucrats are not responsible for their actions.
0: And they've never been transparent in any way, shape or form. And they're not interested. In being transparent. Right. I'm not,
2: I'm not, I don't really trust the government to start being transparent. I, and didn't they have, in the early 20th century, didn't they have private organizations that essentially did these things that the government did, Demi? Yes, they did. So, I mean, these things have functioned. I'm not saying they functioned particularly well, but I guess you know, I've, I, I've got some more things to say about this. It's it's a very interesting topic.
0: Your thoughts are welcome as well at 855-450-FREE. How would it work to save children from bad parents outside of the monopoly on violence? what you want just dial in toll free at 855-450-FREE or if you've got an idea about how the situation with child abuse might be dealt with in the absence of having a violent monopoly government around to deal with that situation we'd love to hear your input at 855-450-3733 that toll free number is brought to you by SACL CAI and of course you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com if you like the show and want to help support free talk live you can shop with us over at shop dot free talk live dot com. There, you can enter Amazon. You'll find all manner of stuff over at Amazon. They have well almost everything that you're looking for. And uh, when you enter through our links over at shop. dot freetalklive. dot com, Freetalk Live gets a portion of your purchase. So once again, that's shop. dot com. If you smoke cigarettes, listen to what I've got to say here for a moment.
2: Um, there are other options for getting your nicotine fix. You don't have to change your life. You can just change your cigarette. Go from a cigarette to an e-cigarette, and it'll deliver nicotine to you in uh, the form of uh, vapor. Um, you know, they use some food chemicals and uh, some nicotine, mix it all together, and uh, they've got this device. And it'll vaporize it for you, and you can smoke it just about anywhere. And the price is surprisingly, uh, you know, competitive. Much I think it's cheaper. I, you know, from what I could tell, for sixty nine dollars, you'll get forty cardamizers. A cardamizer will last you perhaps a day, and you can uh, get a free starter kit. One of the best starter kits, one of the best uh, e-cigarettes in the world, is the Vaporsmiths e-cigarette, and you can get it for free by buying 40, uh, 40 cardamizers for I think it's sixty nine ninety nine, and you'll get free shipping. All this from Vaporsmiths.com. You won't have any more uh, lingering tobacco smell around you. You'll be able to smoke indoors um, or vaporize indoors, I should say. And you'll save money. It's a really great option. and You should at least try it. Most people who uh, smoke find themselves switching more and more to the e-cigarette because it's just much more convenient. Vaporsmiths.com. Or you can call 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Vapor is spelled V-A-P-O-R. Uh, 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Vaporsmiths.com
0: we've been talking about child abuse and how things might be handled with abusive parents in the absence of the violent monopoly that we know of as the people calling themselves government and i had suggested that well there's no way for us to really know exactly how it'd pan out because the marketplace comes up with innovations and you know people that are in that world in that the business of uh, rescuing children they would come up with things that we likely can't even envision here on this program, and creative ways to uh, to help and to you know make make that situation as uh, as good as it can possibly get. And I had suggested, Mark, you had suggested maybe they could buy off the parents, buy the kids from the parents. I suggested that perhaps you know folks would just take. You know, take matters into their own hands and and offer children the the chance to escape from uh, a dangerous situation.
2: Right. And, and that, that, that's another aspect is you probably don't have to do this violent home invasion to get a child. If you're talking about a child that's above sort of uh, you know, age of going to school, they do spend some time away from the parents. And if they have an opportunity where they have a chance to, you know, life, life could be different here. I you know I mean you're still you're, you're you're in the area of the guy with candy in a in a panel van too. I mean he's offering an escape um, at the same time it's just not as uh, as good of a one and I think that we need to con- uh, you know continue to remind people that, it, that just because we're not talking about an organization called the state doesn't mean that we wouldn't be talking about things like cr- crimes. I think there are still crimes and I think there would still be punishments for crimes and I think that people would I think just think that the punishments in a lot of cases would be a lot better
0: what about ostracism as well i mean what other obviously today we live in the information age where it's fairly easy to have uh you know your record of whatever it is you've done in your life kind of follow you around to some extent uh it's people in the marketplace have interest in knowing who you are in some cases when they're doing business with you so what sort of uh, neat innovations might there be in the world of ostracism where if parents are shown to have been abusive and scummy that they are outed and that there's you know like a you know database of scummy parents out there, and you know before you rent a house, you get checked through this database, and no you're a child abuser, so I'm not interested in doing that, or oh, okay, well, you were a child abuser, but then you went through a program, and now you've you know now you're better, so I'll rent to you. I'm just going throw in something out there as far as how ostracism might be a factor in that if people knew that. Uh, That they were going to be ostracized. Maybe they would be more likely to be a little more cautious with how they treat their kids. But on the other hand, maybe in some areas, child abuse would be completely acceptable. Maybe a bunch of abusers would move together. Then you've got a real situation on your hands, right? I mean, because if if you've got a community full of child abusers, then who's going to rescue them?
1: Right, exactly.
0: Well, we actually have that today. Uh, they're called the Flor- the what are they? FLDS, the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Are you familiar with these uh, with these people at all? I am. So you know that they have these uh, kind of compounds, for lack yep, of a better term, absolutely. that are away from in a lot of cases away from the rest of isolated, society. Very yeah, much. very isolated. It's hard to get in and out of these places, and they're they're far away, so the kids have a difficult time escaping. Mm-hmm. For instance, uh, these people have been most people would say abusing their kids for decades and you know it's a multi-generational problem where you essentially have a bunch of different people living together in this religious these religious overtones of 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 abuse where it's it's told to the kids that well this is god's plan you know you're 12 years old now little uh, jenny and you're going to get married off to joe this 60 year old man and you're going to do whatever he tells you to and right. uh, if you're if you little boy uh, is, you know, if you're born, if, if you have a son, then they kind of excommunicate a lot of those guys and they focus only on the, the females. It's a really creepy uh, situation. And in one instance down in Texas, it was a few years ago. They actually raided one of their compounds. That's like two hundred and fifty people they took out, right? I believe it was on the order of four hundred and fifty. It was a there, there was
1: there were there were a lot of people. I remember reading huge. and following that. Yeah,
0: yeah, and they ended up having to give them all back. Um, and they're going to keep doing their weird stuff because, well. They should have a right to have their weirdo beliefs. And as disturbing as I might find it, I need to respect that and I need to not make it any of my business. But if somebody does want to make it their business to help rescue those kids, then they should be able to. And there are people who have escaped the FLDS cult and they have dedicated their lives because they know what it's like in there. To helping others get out. To help other kids get out. Right. So that exists right now. Private people helping people in those situations to escape them. That happens today. So I think that something similar to the kids getting, you know, helping kids escape from FLDS could also happen with, with other abused kids. That's my answer. Interesting. Let's, point. let's go to you and your thoughts. Josh is in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live, with the Anemian Mark.
4: Man, you guys are always yanking my chain on this show. I, mean, I love being calling in so often, and I kind of hate it because I feel like I'm monopolizing.
0: No, you're here. But, What's on um, your mind tonight?
4: I tell you, this—you've uh, raised vital questions here. And you could go global. You could say, "What about female circumcision in the Muslim world, where they just gouge everything out with a rock?"
2: Right. right. How far do you take it? This is this is a really great uh, point, Joshua. Is that um, you know people in the United States seem to think it's a good idea to get involved in folks' business inside the little circle of land. I know it's not a circle inside the area of land called the United States, but for some reason they leave alone people that are just across the border or around the world yeah. or something like that. For God's sakes, there are kids being abused around the world. We must save them.
0: <laughs> well, Uh, Yeah. Well, I don't Um, consider it a laughing matter. I mean, I I think that that's a really serious thing. But but on the other hand... But
2: you wouldn't invade a country over it. Right,
0: and I'm not willing to invade the FLDS either. Like, to me, that's none of my business. To me, the
2: FLDS is essentially its own nation, in the same way that many Native American uh, peoples that live inside the United States and get married at much younger ages than than folks, uh, you know, that that I do.
1: And actually, much like Ian was saying with the FLDS, there are actually women and, and activists who go over to help women. I mean, escape female circumcision. Good point. Thank Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly with that. But it's it's very it's very similar. And I was thinking too, Ian, while you were talking about the FLDS specifically, is how does that relate necessarily to the situation with the Native Americans? How much of it is acceptable, a quote unquote acceptable culture that's that it's different because it's right. a religious a religious sect. I don't know the answer to it. I'm I'm like you, I'm not going to I don't have the means to go rate it or the passion to go rate it the interest to go raid it, but I do think it's important for the kids to have an option to get out if they don't want to be there. I think you're right about that. Joshua?
4: And, well, I see it as uh, two separate worlds of questions. One is the kids, and one is the adults at whatever line, wherever you draw that line, 14, 18 years old, whatever it is. Um, with kids, you've got a uh, a much bigger problem in figuring out what's actually going on before you can stage a raid or, or offer to buy the kid or whatever. So with mm-hmm. kids... Uh, the answer that we've come up with in uh, my organization is, we form a cooperative agreement with all the people in the organization, and we have the right to look at, you know, each other's kids and say, you know, this kid looks awfully skinny. Are you feeding him? Uh, and and the the parents have to answer. What organization is, is this?
2: Well, uh, Joshua is actually going to—we're going to be trotting out here relatively uh, soon on Free Talk Live uh, um, advertisements for uh, the Erickson Council, and uh, that's what Joshua was talking about. And I guess so we'll find out. It's a about teaser that. on that.
0: All right, that's, it sounds interesting. And if people are—if con- people are consenting to having people, other people investigate their child-rearing habits, that makes sense to me. Thanks, Josh, for the call. I Appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty three. Joshua. It's a Josh. 855 450 free. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. This is free talk live.
7: The LC9 Centerfire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol, perfect for personal protection. The full-featured 7-round LC9 has a 3-dot sight system, checkered grip, and smooth edges for easy holstering. Ideal for discreet carry, the LC9 is also a full-power, no-compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com slash LC9 or your local firearms retailer to learn more. The Ruger LC9. It's mine, and it's American.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything. We are launching it the second hour of the program. The number for you is 855-450-FREE. That's, once again, toll-free brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight with you, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. And we invite you over to our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there completely free. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, so, do head on over there now. Uh, you will take your calls about anything eight five five four fifty three we 've been talking about child abuse in the free marketplace and how things might be handled, and I think that it 's impossible for everyone to predict exactly how things would go. but I bet you it would be better than what we have today because we 'd actually have well people uh, with the ability to compete to some extent for the most humane way of rescuing children or the most effective way or the most you know what is the most pleasing way of uh, of rescuing children from abusive homes as opposed to what we have today, which is a system wrought with abuse and corruption and a system that allows child abusers to actually get into positions of power to where the people that you're trying to rescue them from or the people that are actually providing the so-called rescue services may be the people you don't want the kids uh, to be with. And there are plenty of stories about this, where it's a you know DCYF guy that gets busted for you know child making child pornography. There was a story up here in New Hampshire about a school bus driver who was busted uh, with a six year old boy from his school bus, uh, forcing him to engage in sex acts on video camera. Sure.
2: Where where are people going to be attracted? They're going to be, you know these folks that are, that do this kind of thing are going to be attracted. They're going to be attracted to positions of power over children and even more so over adults because DC. YF has a great deal of power over you and your family. At any point, one of those bureaucrats can decide things aren't going right in that house, and then your life is a living hell for as long as they want it to be.
0: So, Nemi, uh, you're here with us tonight. Last week, you wanted to talk about the foster care system, and I indicated – that I think that there's uh, some level of abuse that can go on in that system because of the incentives that people have. Obviously, one, they can be attracted to it because they know they will uh, be encountering young people and they may have a, a certain taste for younger uh, people and uh, want to abuse them. Or perhaps they, uh, and I mean sexually abuse, but there's also physical abuse that can go on as well, including sure. starvation, uh, putting kids in cages locking them in closets uh making it so that they eat as little as possible just enough to keep them living uh but you know to to where they can cash as much of the check as uh, as they can and get away with just barely taking These care. of These would be kids. people that are getting paid to do the foster
2: care, right? Thing. The foster
0: parents, yeah, exactly.
2: And I don't think that the vast majority of people get in it for that reason. No, I mean, that's every probably not the case, every person but... that I've talked to that's done the the foster care thing seems to be doing it for the p- purpose of taking care of kids that are in bad situations. I believe
0: that's probably true of most cases, but there are some really horrifying. There are
1: stories. absolutely, and I, I think what I was speaking to mostly was that. At least from my perspective, much like Mark, I think it's more the exception than the rule. And I think that would be true for most non-foster families as well. And I agree with your point that, you know, if you're taking a kid out of an abusive situation, you really should be sure that the situation they're going into is better. And and granted, that doesn't happen all the time. But again, that comes back to um, workload, in my opinion, workload and, and the lack of transparency. Um, New Hampshire, I believe, last I knew, was under a Supreme Court ruling to add 60 caseworkers to its staff. And this is a 10-year-old Supreme Court ruling. It's the case of Eric L. And I believe last I knew they had not fulfilled that Supreme Court argument yet. Uh, the Supreme Court order, excuse me, I misspoke. And and the transparency is the part I'm I'm not at least in the interim, I'm very big at looking at transition. How do we get to the ideal, if there is an ideal, from where we are now? And I think the reasonable first step is transparency. And the first argument that always comes back to me is, well, what about the privacy of the child? I don't know. If I were a severely abused child, I think it would be better to have sunshine on the situation and have everybody know everything rather than be shrouded in secrecy. And my parents need to seek constitutional redress in front of the New Hampshire State, at the New, House, New Hampshire House of Representatives.
0: And then how are you supposed to get a good ruling out of a judge when the judge himself is an abuser? I just came across this story uh, during the news break. Uh, Portland, Texas. Police have launched an investigation into a Texas family law judge meaning he deals with divorce cases and he deals with family issues. That's what his job is as a judge. Right. Well, guess what? His daughter posted a YouTube video of him savagely beating her with a belt during a tirade several years ago when she was a teenager. Oh, my. So little daughter recorded him beating her. And I watched some of the footage uh, during the break. And it's, you know, a man with a belt attacking a little girl. Uh, is what it is and she i guess she held on to it until just recently so she got out of his house she was 16 at the time the uh the attack happened so she you know grew up and moved out and now she's released video of uh dad beating on her with this belt
2: makes you wonder why she decided to re- release it now you know i mean uh what you know what did he do to cross her recently that she would put this on the on, on the interwebs well maybe she, or
1: maybe only now is the time that she's safe to do it could be
0: Yep, maybe she was too afraid to do it when she was under his thumb. Uh, The nearly eight-minute video, which has been viewed more than 600,000 times since it uploaded last week, shows Arkansas County Court at-law Judge William Adams lashing his then 16-year-old daughter in the legs more than a dozen times and growing increasingly irate when she she screams, how dare she, and refuses to turn over on a bed to be beaten.
2: Now, um, yeah. So, I want you to try to imagine the difference between taking this video, you know, because you know this is a really great way to deal with this situation, versus going, trying, her trying to go to the authorities while she was in his house and him being a family law judge and trying to get, trying to get some kind of uh, justice out of that, trying to get, you know, some kind of protection, anything. I'll tell you what, they wouldn't have done anything for that girl
0: in all likelihood. And this, if you ask me, is transparency. (laughs) This is how you show these people for who they really are. And it's scary to think that this man is over there making decisions, has been for probably his entire career, been making
1: decisions for other people's families. Indeed. And he's an abuser. Now, I I can see that you would, of course, this would become news. How -hmm. do you know someone down the street from you isn't doing the same thing to their kid? Because that's, I guess... This is sensationalism to me, not because it's they're making something out of nothing, but because he's, quote unquote, somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's it's no less important if it's if it's some kid of somebody who's just working in an assembly.
0: I I think that if you don't know, there's nothing you can do. Right. Like, if you don't know what's going on in your neighbor's house, you don't know. And that's it. But if you hear the children screaming, (laughs) then that might give you a clue. Yes. Maybe that would be, you know, where little Johnny's walking to somewhere, and you can maybe say, "Hey, what, what, what happened last night? No, what? Why were you yelling?" I don't know. You'd have to be able to somehow find out that the kids were being abused in order to take action in the first place. And that's what she allowed to happen. She recorded this. And any kid could now, with the, the ubiquitous availability of video cameras and internet connections, do something similar. She set up a hidden camera in her room, basically.
2: One could make the argument that we must have public schools. You see, this is, the, this is the, the primrose path of the state, right? One, we have to have public schools and nobody may go to any other kind of school than the public school because the bureaucrats must be able to to inspect the children to make sure the children are not being abused that they're getting uh, you know fair you know the right kinds of meals that they're watching the right kinds of television that they're not eating too much candy whatever it is i mean so these uh, there there are always arguments to be had for bigger more intrusive government and i wouldn't be able to say i don't know what would occur in the marketplace but on some issues and i'm not saying that this is the issue on some issues i've said to myself Okay. I know that the human freedom is expanding throughout history. I can see that. I think that voluntary interactions are preferable to involuntary ones. And I would like to believe that at some point in human society, that will get there. I like your idea of transparency for a step. I think that children need protection and that if government bureaucrats are, um, you know, accountable to, for their actions in a court of law, then, then you'll be far better off. But, you know, I mean, even if in the future there's, you know, the 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 biggest thing for preventing child abuse is education on television, indoctrination, essentially, that abuse of children is not acceptable. You know, maybe there's uh, you know, maybe there isn't as much policing on it. I don't know. Would it be worth it in the aggregate of human freedom if a child was able to, uh, you know, have their own freedom? Because I think a child should be free to decide where it lives. That's what I think that they, the, the bottom line of freedom is. is Should
1: whether, it
0: be free to decide to live in an abusive household?
2: Yes.
1: Yes, but at what age do you do we get into know. the age of consent? It really if your, gets son, tough. if your son is upset and he's four because you didn't give him cookies and someone else thinks that's abuse, I know that's a ridiculous example. what w- you know what happens?
0: There's more coming up here if you want to answer the, that question. 855-450-FREE. The toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. More coming up. Free Talk Live.
7: Yeah. <laughs>
0: The show is Free Talk Live. That means you can call in, talk about whatever you want. The toll-free number is 855-450-free. That's 855-450-3733. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI.
2: SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable for businesses. If you've got a business, consider them uh, in your time of need. Uh, most people didn't get into doing whatever business it is, uh, you know, they got into whatever business they got into for the purpose of doing that business, not for doing, you know, the vexing uh, task of collections and, uh, you know, all the paperwork and things like that. SECLE CAI can handle it for you. Uh, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's Sakel CAI.
0: Once again, 855-450-FREE. You can take control here. We were talking about a judge in Texas, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, AJC.com. Uh, police are investigating now uh, after a video has been released on YouTube where attorney Excuse me, Arkansas County court at law judge William Adams, so he's a fa- he's a family court uh judge basically. He has been caught on video by his own 16-year-old daughter beating her with a belt, lashing her in the legs more than a dozen times and growing increasingly irate when she screams and refuses to turn over in order to continue to be beaten. Lay down or I'll spank you in your blanking face. Oh my. Adams screams. His daughter, Hillary, wails and pleads for him to stop. The police chief in William Adams' hometown of Rockport, about 200 miles south of Houston, says Wednesday he's asked the Texas Rangers to assist in investigating whether the video shows if anything criminal happened. He said his department began investigating after receiving phone calls from several concerned people who watched the secretly recorded 2004 video. No one answered the door at Adam's home in Rockport on Wednesday and repeated calls to his office rang unanswered. However, the 51-year-old judge did tell Corpus Christi TV station KZTV that the video looks worse than it is and that he doesn't expect to be disciplined or punished because of it. Quote, In my mind, I haven't done anything wrong other than discipline my child after she was caught stealing. And I did lose my temper, but I've since apologized.
1: So no problem. No problem, right? Well, I think this gets gets to another gray area. I mean, it's much like the age of consent, as we've kind of been touching on over the course of the evening. Is is what's the difference between spanking and beating?
0: I think spanking is beating, personally.
1: Some do, obviously. Some don't. He calls it his. Well, the headline calls it beating. He calls it spanking. Is is he is he wrong? I would I would agree with you, Ian, that yes, he's wrong. But there there are some people out there who do use corporal punishment, is some acceptable, is not acceptable.
0: Well, this comes back to our conversation we've been having throughout the evening about child abuse and how you think that, well, you know, we could have this government monopoly system that we currently have, but it just needs to be more transparent. Well, I don't want these people involved in trying to help kids. This guy isn't helping kids in my, by my estimation, I don't think that... Whipping your child with a belt uh, is is helping them in any way, shape, or form. Besides helping them learn that violence solves problems, and or so, not. So even as transparent, even if this was completely transparent, then uh, I would still oppose who this man is and how he treats his kids. And I wouldn't want any other people's kids to be put in his hands for to, you know decisions to be made. But yet, if we have a violent monopoly, I can't be uh, I can't choose to not support this. I have to pay this man's paycheck.
2: Well, I suspect this guy is uh, – we didn't know anything about this guy's behavior before this video, and I suspect right. this guy will not get too many paychecks after this video.
0: Oh, he says here he doesn't expect to be I understand
2: what he says. He's and what probably po- right. What politicians and bureaucrats say before the hammer comes down is entirely different. How
0: many times has the hammer come down on police abusing people? Yeah, this doesn't is, happen. This
2: video is probably – it sounds really awful.
0: The cop that shot that man in the, the back in uh, the, the BART police case out in San Francisco only spent 11 months in jail.
2: But, but he's not a cop, and he's never going to be.
0: He's a judge. He's even more important than a cop, according to their system. I, I'm just taking a guess. that Listen this pro- to how cocky he is. He knows he won't face any accountability for this because he knows all his buddies in the system are going to back him up. They probably beat their kids, too.
2: I, okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not willing to call uh, spanking be- spankings beatings, but I don't think. What about that, whipping I
0: think, somebody with a belt? I think
2: this qualifies as beating to me.
0: Where, do, where does you where do you draw the line? Is it when you use another implement, or I is
2: don't it no man? It's really it's a tough thing. Is, I mean, is a we're, paddle a spanking? We are moving in society.
1: Is it, is it just assault? I mean, that, that's why I asked the question. I don't. I certainly don't mean to think to say that I think that what he has done here is acceptable or that he shouldn't face some sort of consequence be it professional personal otherwise anything i think yes he should this is inappropriate behavior for this person and i agree with you ian that he should not be overseeing a family family court in any way shape or form i don't believe he will maybe i'm wrong
0: so here's another little detail to the story hillary his daughter uh, the one who recorded the video she was reached at her mother's home in uh, texas she told the AP that her father became irate after she was caught illegally downloading media files she hadn't paid for. That's interesting. So it wasn't like she went to the uh, the clothing store and stole a dress off the rack. He called, He said that she was stealing is why he did this to her. But she's downloading the latest Britney Spears song or something like that, and he caught her doing that and decided that was a you know a reason to beat her with a, a you know a, a belt.
1: Mom well, might as well <laughs> just choose because it's Tuesday. You know, yeah, right.
0: Well, I, I'm not saying that it would have justified it, even if she had caught you know taken something off a rack at a store. But- well, you know,
2: his perception is that that is stealing, right? And yeah. um, so, I mean, you know, the question is, I, you know, I mean, I I don't know. Is it an appropriate punishment for? I don't know. Is it the first time she was caught doing this? Is it the you know has she been done? Has she done this ten times? And uh, he said he's just run out of options. He doesn't know what to do. You know, it can be very, very, very frustrating. Frustrating as a parent, um, you know, trying to deal with these situations. I can tell you that my wife, Laura, got extraordinarily frustrated with my son, Jack, today. He threw his peas all over the place. I mean, on, you know, mushed peas onto the couch, mm. uh, threw them all over the place. He was uh, he was hitting Bad. the dog with something. He peed his pants. He knows better than this. <laughs> I mean, he, he, you know, he it just, it was disastrous. was disastrous. She given needed him a cookie. A, she needed a break. And, and, you know, to some extent, it's a little tyrant who wants to to get what he wants, and you know, I don't know what the solutions are, and but I can totally you. see parents paddling kids. Anybody who has a three-year-old has probably thought of this behavior. We oh, haven't done it. that. That's not our That's not solution to the problem. for you, man,
0: for coming up with more creative ways to to solve these problems, because there are plenty of parents who have the same frustrating issues, and they choose not to use violence to solve it. But let's get into a little bit more from, uh, from the video here, uh, what this man said caught on tape. Uh, caught on video here according to the ajc ajc.com the young lady said she feels some regret over posting the video because she said she doesn't want to see her father punished but she hopes it will spur him to seek help she said he doesn't supposed want to, to
2: see him punished but she wants what
0: she's supposed to he's supposed to be a judge who exercises fit judgment uh, according to the uh, the story here in the video, Adams is apparently unaware the camera's on when he enters the room. i bet he is. Turns off the light and tries forcing his daughter onto the bed to be beaten. Go get the belt. The big one. I'm going to spank her now. He's heard saying in the clip's opening seconds, and I believe he's saying that to his wife. A few minutes into the video, a woman appears and barks at the girl to turn over like a 16-year-old and take it. Like a grown woman. Just sick, man. It's Just bizarre. Sick. For about a minute, the ordeal appears to have ended after both adults leave the room and shut the door, but the judge then storms back into the room, and the beating resumes. 855 free is the toll-free number here. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. There's more to talk about here tonight, Mark. You've got a TSA story, do you not? I do. We'll uh, get to that here in a moment. One woman was arrested just for, well, bringing up an old document, an ancient old document during her TSA experience.
4: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's, helping bring your family together with wholesome dinner options, even on the busiest of nights. Find dinner table ideas to bring your family together at letsfixdinner.com. To get kids involved in dinnertime conversation, ask specific questions, not broad ones. Instead of what happened today at school, try what was the best thing that happened today? The more specific you are, the more they'll have to say. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash Today.
0: Talk Live, you can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll free 855 450 free. That's toll free 855 450 3733. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here, Nemi, and, and Mark. We invite you on over to our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those on us, including the news updates you can get signed up. We'll clue you in whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. To get signed up, you can follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook. Once again, that's news.freetalklive.com.
2: The holidays are just around the corner this season. Consider the perfect gift for that you can give your family and friends. Peace of mind. Daily, we talk about destabilizing events around the world, whether it's unemployment, inflation, food shortages, nast- natural disasters, just to name a few. You can get prepared. Protect your family. Don't delay. For my preparation, I've chosen wisefoodstorage.com. Wisefoodstorage.com offers delicious ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna, savory stroganoff. Ian, I've got you the uh, savory stro- stroganoff there to try out. I had the cheesy lasagna last night, and I had the um, Alfredo pasta Alfredo uh, this evening. These things are—they're tasty. I mean, I—I I, I eat, eat these in real life. I mean, you know, they're—they're they're good stuff, and I, you know, they—they last twenty-five years shelf life. Usually,
0: stuff that's twenty-five years doesn't taste good.
2: Well, I don't know. I haven't had the twenty-five-year-old one, but it likely, if you have to eat, if you come into a situation where you've got to eat the Wise Food product that you've had sitting around for twenty-five years, the taste isn't going to be as high on your uh, yeah. list of uh, <laughs> important things. I mean, this is a this is a. Uh, I'm
0: just saying, right out the gate, usually like packaged food like that. Isn't known for its taste. You I saying see you you're saying you enjoyed it. I, it was,
2: it's good. I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that this is uh, the, the kind of thing that I expect to go out to, uh, you know, a five star restaurant and have. But I, you know, what if you did and it was uh, the presentation was was right? Did you maybe ever see I that? would say that it was good. Wait, I mean, I, you, I enjoyed it. Did you
0: ever see the Penn and Teller BS about that? No. Oh, I just watched uh, their their final season, season eight, uh, which is great. Of course, that uh, Penn and Teller's BS went for eight years, but uh, there was one episode where it was about fast food. Mm-hmm. And they actually took KFC food and they put it in pr- pretty presentations. They just got some regular stuff out of KFC, made it look kind of pretty on a plate or mm-hmm. whatever, or a bowl of soup. And and so they gave a group of s- test subjects the KFC food out of like, you know, just the regular. OK, they knew it was KFC. And so they, they thought it was just garbage. And so then when they served it up with nice presentation, like, oh, wow, this is, you this is
2: put great. Put some andive or some uh, parsley next to it. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it is it is all about how it's presented and what people's mindset is going into it. It
2: could very well be because, I mean, stuff is it's, – it's quite tasty. Um, you know, I recommend it. You probably should have some – you should have some stored food. If you've got a family, you should have some kind of stored food into the future. One thing I can – you know, you can be certain of, it's hard to find a good place to invest at this point. I like gold and silver, but it's been languishing for a while. Um, you know, stocks. Not too many people are going to tell you that's the right place to be right now. Not, not too many people in the Liberty movement, at least. So what do you do? I can guarantee that food prices are going to continue to get up, so, uh, go up. So maybe your investment dollar is best spent in storing some food. Go to wisefoodstorage.com and uh, get some for yourself and your family. There's, uh, they've also got an 800 number 855 Foodwise. You' got to use promo code FTL for free, a free sample. Free shipping and a 10% off any order. It's wisefood.com coupon code FTL.
0: All right, uh, more coming up here. We'll get to your TSA story in a moment, but first we've got to get to your calls at 855 free Seth is with us listening in New Hampshire. Seth, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I Hi friend. Hey, what's on your mind?
8: So I uh a uh, few people suggested I call in about a news story um Happening in New Hampshire, we got to for the first time in New Hampshire, a judge ruled that uh, recording police officers in the courts of their public duties is protected by the Constitution.
2: So, uh, uh, Seth, could you talk right into the phone? I kind of missed what you what you had said there. Thanks for calling in, by oh. the way. I I wanted to, uh, to to have this happen, and we just didn't get it happen, didn't make it happen this evening. So, thank you for calling in and letting the folks know.
8: Yeah, no problem. Um, I hope you can hear me all right. Basically, what uh, what happened is that as uh, many people know, Bill Aliman, who is a uh, independent reporter here in New Hampshire was charged with felony wiretapping under New Hampshire's wiretapping law because he recorded a police officer during a traffic stop.
0: Openly with a video camera.
8: It was actually with a cell phone, oh, and, sorry. Uh, but it was, it was open. And the, uh, the police officer recognized that he was being recorded and said, are you recording me because you need to get my permission? And Bill was steadfast and said, no, I don't, um, because you don't have a reasonable expectation of privacy.
0: Right, you're in public and you're a public uh, officer.
8: Right. And here we are about a year later. We finally learned that, uh, of course, Bill was right, of course, not without uh, a lot of trouble on his part and Mm -hmm. money and time that had to be spent to defend this case.
2: Right. And this is one of the problems with the the judicial system as it exists, is Bill has to spend time and money in order to prove uh, to the the world that this officer has no expectation of privacy. Upon him winning, what kind of uh, what kind of monetary uh, settlement did he get?
8: Right. Well, there's no automatic settlement, of course, for winning a criminal case, but... Uh, my, he didn't my get to go to stand.
0: jail, is what it is. Right. right? If, if, get...
2: if a yeah. man's found uh, not guilty at trial, at a criminal trial, shouldn't the state, uh, I mean, the, the other side, shouldn't they recompense him, it so seems to me. That'd be a
1: nice idea. Also, with the WHERE PD in in this particular instance, my question is, did Bill get his cell phone back?
2: Uh,
8: actually, his uh, interestingly, his cell phone was never seized. And what was weird about this case was that he made this phone call and it was seven months later that uh he that he got arrested. It took them seven months to get around to arresting him and interestingly he was arrested um after making some critical comments about the Where Police Department uh, to a House committee relating to wiretapping reform.
2: Interesting. And he was not talking a to a House
8: Committee saying, Hey look, we need to fix this problem because it's being abused. He gave some examples of where police charging people with wiretapping.
0: This just goes to show that you come out against the status quo and they target you. I mean, Bill wasn't even doing civil disobedience. He was just going to a House committee and testifying. I I've said for a long time that the people that run in the political circles think they're safe. No, no. As soon as you become successful at threatening the status quo, the people who support the status quo will likely target you for some sort of retaliation.
2: Well, I'm not going to say that uh, what you're saying isn't true, but I will say that this is entirely political. Um, this isn't, you know, a person who operates totally in the political sphere may very well have never pulled out a camera to uh, videotape a traffic stop.
0: That doesn't mean that they wouldn't be targeted for retaliation. He was stopped for retaliatory purposes. He wasn't arrested. The, that, the arrest for uh, the, the wiretapping was just an, a bonus to them. They stopped him to harass him.
1: Now, Seth, if if you can refresh my memory, if you don't mind, if your your recollection is better than mine is, I bet. Um, this happened um, after there were two folks arrested for doing the same thing, correct? Except they were videotaping. They weren't on the phone.
8: Yes, yeah. Th- this, um, this is the third case in about 18 months that Ware has had um, for charging people for videotaping. The first one was Carla Garrick, who was a client of mine. Um they dropped they dropped her charges before her probable cause hearing. The other was William Rodriguez who was charged and also his charges were also dropped.
1: So and, this is uh, the Seth, so I can ask you, did they get their cameras back?
8: <laughs> We've talked about this uh, on the show before. Uh Carla it took me fourteen months to get her camera back. Um the camera itself was about $100, um, right. and I probably spent 30 to 40 hours getting it back. The reason I wouldn't give up, I didn't charge her for it, I, I took it as a matter of principle, wow. that they were expecting her to give up because it was going to cost more money to get it back. And I said, no, I'm just gonna, I'm going to take care of this because this is wrong. But uh, I don't know if William has ever gotten his camera back, but I know that Carla it's took two court orders, two court orders. They, the, the judge threatened to hold them in contempt and charge them attorney's fees if they didn't finally give the camera back. Right,
2: and Seth, so what's going to happen to these people? Order. What's going to happen to these people? These people that ignore court orders, steal people's phones, I mean, charge people for uh, filming public servants on public, public property while they're working on the public dime. I mean, the Not fact damn is, the weird happen. police department is is tore up from the floor up. These people are messed up in the head, and it starts at the head of the snake, and, and the body has rotted all the way down. What are you, What's going to happen to these folks?
8: Well, unfortunately, the best thing, the best remedy that, that someone working within the legal framework can come up with is to sue, sue the police department. Of course, that's an imperfect remedy, because who ends up paying when, this, when the police department loses the suit? Course,
2: the, the taxpayers, of course.
0: Pay.
8: Seth, so, can you st- not, stick
0: with us? I think we've got a few more questions for you. Sure. All right. Seth is, by the way, an attorney in case you hadn't figured that part out uh, up here in New Hampshire. And he's actually a Free State Project uh, participant as well. So he moved here to assist us assist us all in uh, becoming more free. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. More coming up. Your calls as well. Free Talk Live.
2: Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A a pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month, and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60, and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855 to get vapor or go to Vaporsmiths.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number for you, 855-450-FREE. That's one 450 Tonight, it's Ian here. Nami, And Mark. And we invite you over to the website at freetalklive.com. Would you like to support Free Talk Live? You can do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. It's a way for you to get behind the show for 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into Free Talk Live, get on more radio stations around the country Bring more internet listeners on board as well and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll learn about the perks you get access to like the amp-only phone lines, amp-only forum podcast, and more. Get on board and thank you in advance if you do that. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Seth Hippel is with us. He is an attorney. Here in uh, New Hampshire, we all are, are, are here, Mark, you and I. Uh, you've actually lived here, Nemi, your whole life. I have. Uh, Seth is also a transplant. Uh, as part of the Free State Project, we moved here to work toward more freedom in our lifetime. And, Seth, you're, you're trying to do things on the uh, the attorney side of things in, inside the court system. You've had some great wins. Uh, you won with uh, Catherine Bleich when she was arrested. And she's kind of like a nationwide liberty activist who came up here for the Liberty Forum a couple years ago, was arrested with some other folks for uh, standing up for other people's freedoms, she was uh, found not guilty uh, with with your assistance. You also helped out our friend Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com dot com recently when he was arrested for leaving uh, after he was asked to leave from a hotel property, and the cops decided to arrest him anyway because they didn't like how he was leaving. He was walking backwards, so they arrested him. And you actually won that case as well. And now you've got another win under your belt. Congrats! Yeah, and the
8: the great the thing that I'm very happy about with this case is that the. With the wiretapping issue, which is important to me, because I feel like if uh, best the best thing that people can do regarding abuse of power is to get it on tape. You know, the, to me, that's the best thing that we can do. And when people, when the government attacks the ability to record what they're doing, I think that's very important. So the problem that I've had is that every time we someone gets charged with this, and we want to get a court saying no, you can't arrest people for recording police in public. The, uh, the prosecutor just drops the charges, mm-hmm. so there's never a court case. However, uh, in this case, the prosecutor didn't want to drop the charges. Uh, scuttlebutt is, I don't have this, you know, I'm not sure if this is true, but I've heard through the grapevine that the reason that the charges weren't dropped is because they were afraid of getting sued, because they faced lawsuits in the other cases, um, including Carla's, where we filed suit against them.
1: Well, they should uh, be, honestly.
0: Well, okay. Hold on. Here's my question. So you've you've gotten a gentleman here. who has been found. You know, he's been found. Or the case has been kicked out, right, by the judge. And the judge wrote that this was completely inappropriate for the prosecution to even bother with this because he should have been able to record this cop while the cop was on duty. Is that pretty much the case?
8: The judge ruled um, that it's protected by the First Amendment to record police officers in the course of their public duties. The now, first is this such ruling in New Hampshire?
1: Sorry, sorry to cut you off, there, Seth. Um, does oh. this apply to both video and audio, or simply audio?
8: Yes. That's actually one of the things the prosecutor argued was that, well, maybe videotaping is protected by the First Amendment, but audio recording is not. And the court made it clear that no, both video and audio recording are
1: protected. So if, this, if I were to be driving through where and I were pulled over, I would assume where, like other departments that have pulled me over, me being a lead foot, would say... Good evening, I'm recording this. Is do, do I need to disclose at that point? I, I mean, I don't want to... I'm sorry, I'm asking you for legal advice. I, I guess I'm, I'm interested in knowing what specifically... Um, how this affects the wiretapping statute as it stands.
8: Sure. The, the wiretapping statute says that you're supposed to get a, anybody's permission who's being recorded, but uh, my argument has been that the uh, this does not apply to police officers in public because they are not covered because they're public officials well, isn't there really some sort of expectation of privacy.
0: privacy that someone has to have in order to be given that notice right,
8: right. that's that that was my one of my arguments in mr Allman's case that we just won however the court didn't rule specifically on that it just said it was protected by the first amendment So, to be safe on the safest side if you inform them you're recording You'll, you should be fine no, I, th- I think record, that's generally totally the safe warming. way to
0: approach things whether you're yeah. in new hampshire you're anywhere i think to inform the people that any whoever it is you're recording that they're they are being recorded but nonetheless one should probably look into wiretapping in the different states in which they uh, you know the the political boundaries in which they live because some places are still pretty crazy like even if you were to note, give somebody notice uh, in in illinois they might still arrest you and charge you with a felony so Absolutely. you get
1: more than one yeah. So, Seth, thank you very much. This is really exciting news for me. I've been watching watching these cases as for the last two years, it feels like, at least. Well, and I'm
0: glad to hear that there's some sort of a countersuit in this particular measure, because my concern with a lot of these court cases is that they don't do anything. Like, for instance, there was the big decision uh, like a month ago by this, what was it, the Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, Mark, in uh, Massachusetts? Yep, the Glick decision.
2: Seth which, let us know about that. He, we, I interviewed him on that subject too.
0: Right. So they said, well, you know, yeah, you can record these government bureaucrats. It's your right to do that, but it doesn't seem to do anything because we've got uh, these court cases, these courts here in Keene, New Hampshire, and actually all across the state now that have said there's a, an administrative judge that has come down with an order saying, yeah, you can't record anywhere in our courthouses. So I mean, he right. just—they don't just—they the just don't about- care what these other courts say.
8: Yeah, that's the thing about about uh, legal jurisprudence is that it's very each each case has a very small impact. They kind of they intersect, but you're not going to see one case that's going to solve all the, you know all these questions. And because the Glick decision had to do with police officers in a public place, you know that doesn't necessarily apply to a courthouse. Um, well, for reporting the courthouse not, in this particular case. Just
0: to clarify something. For those that don't know, the courthouse, one of the courthouses here actually has the sheriff's department encased within it. So you can't go down and interact with the sheriffs and put them on video. They've got their own video cameras, of course, and that's fine and dandy. But uh, you're not allowed to do that because of some man in a robe who's decided that, well, this shall not happen on our courthouse grounds. Screw the First Amendment. Screw the freedom of the press. uh, Screw all the the Glick decision and all these other decisions that have been made. I'm going to do what I want. And if you don't like it, well, tough. Because then if you don't like it, you get to hire another attorney for several thousand dollars because, you know, I've talked to some attorneys and it's not cheap uh, to go through this, this, you know, process of maybe getting an injunction or something like that. And the average person can't afford that. So they just get oppressed.
8: Yeah, uh, that, that's definitely the problem is that it's pricey to fight them. Of course, they're the they can, uh, the, you know, the wet police officers that arrested the bill and the prosecutor, the prosecutor, you know, they're on the public public dime, So, yep. they don't they don't care how
0: much time it takes, of course, Bill. Yeah, exactly.
2: I'd like to point the out that Seth did use his time and energy to get back Carla's uh, camera. No, I appreciate I
0: mean, that. That's great news. And and maybe it will have some sort of a calming effect on that particular department for the future. That department really needs it. But I don't know if that will affect anything from all of the other departments in this uh, state. And it certainly won't affect the people in the other states uh, around this country. There's, this is a big issue that people are dealing with everywhere as the police are getting more and more desperate uh, because now the, the light is being shined on their depredations and their activities. And they don't like it, and so they're lashing back out at activists and, and attacking them with things like wiretapping charges. You know, it's not as bad here in New Hampshire as it is in places like uh, Illinois, and I think Maryland is another bad one. But Seth, I appreciate the update. Anything else you want to share tonight? Nope. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Keep up the good work out there. Eight five five four fifty free. I'm so frustrated. You know, this this whole court system, this whole it's system, is so frustrating. Because you'd think a big decision like that Glick decision would make a di- damn bit of difference, but it doesn't. It doesn't. If you don't like the they can completely ignore it in your local area. And if you don't like it, you get to spend all your time and your money appealing and 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 appealing. And well, first, you have to have
2: standing. So you have to go in there and uh, get arrested. Yeah. Jason Talley. I mean, they they beat him up.
0: Jason Tally from Tally That's
2: right. Mm-hmm. He did, you know, went in there for that that purpose, and it's it's a good thing he's a young man um, because he could handle that uh, the level of roughing up that they gave him. But they did, yeah. and uh, you know, once you, as you get older, your bones don't handle that kind of thing so well. I, you know, I don't know what it would have been like for an older person. Then again, I don't know how they would have treated an older person either.
0: One eight five five four fifty three. Let's talk to Travis. Uh, Travis, what's on your mind tonight? You're calling from Shantytown, USA.
2: Yeah, I'm on my uh, fifth
9: night of no power after the Nor'easter up in New England. Oh, wow. Um, So, uh, but that actually brings me to one of my, I have a couple points I'd like to address with you, Ian. Sure. Um, Mark, actually, you mentioned Jack Spirico is a keynote speaker at uh, Liberty Forum. He will not be keynote.
2: He is not listed as a keynote. He is a a speaker.
9: Oh, okay, great. Um, I actually am a devotee of his um, big into emergency preparedness, and it's a good thing I listen to Uncle Jack because... Because of all the, the wood that I have split and stacked, I am in front of my fireplace right now on the pullout with my two dogs as my only source of heat. Uh, the eFoods Direct that you guys pitch on the show.
2: Actually, we pr- we pitch uh, wisefoodstorage.com. Wise uh,
9: that is also tasty as well. Mm-hmm. I've sampled both uh, products. Um, when you don't have power and you can't make your own food, it's good to be prepared. Batteries, it's good to be
2: prepared. That's, that's for sure.
9: Yes. But, Ian, you kind of chuckled at that when Sam brought it up uh, some months back. I listen every day at work, and I'm quite familiar with all your work, Shell 7, Cali TV, PopWalk.org. You guys make my work day
0: terrible because I listen and walk. Well, I'm not sure what you you're know, saying. I chuckled at but you're welcome to stick with us. We can bring you back here in a moment. You can explain that. I think there's something, too, being prepared. I've always had food, uh, you know, in the basement. So I think that... I maybe have chuckled at Sam going a little further than I think most people do. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live.
3: Hi, I'm
4: Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate.
0: Get the original, get your super tuck at crossbreedholsters.com. Again, that's crossbreedholsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. We invite you to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. 3733 Here tonight with you, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. And we invite you on over to our website over at freetalklive.com, giving you the features there for free. And like those other talk show hosts, want to charge you for their sites. Once again, freetalklive.com. Coming up still, Mark, a TSA story you have to discuss uh, with a woman getting arrested for apparently citing the Constitution. We'll get to the details on that. But Travis is still with us, listening in Shantytown, USA. His power has been out for days, uh, somewhere in the new uh, the Northeast, after the uh, the wintry explosion that we had here over the weekend. Uh, Travis, you're back on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts.
9: Yeah, thank you. Um, well, yeah, that's, I'm occupying my living room, is what I like to tell my friends at work that I have their power back, is I'm pretty much camping. Um, campus. But like I was saying, if... Um, if I didn't have preparedness, um, I don't know where I'd be right now. I mean, I remember Sam was telling you on well, air about, well, I'm making these preparations. And you kind of chuckled and said, well, why the heck would you want to do that? And he was, he was saying, well, if something comes up, I'll be all set. And I'll be able to take care of myself. And you're like, I don't see the need for that.
0: I just yeah, that doesn't, at work that doesn't ring a bell with me. I mean, I I've said on the air before that I have some food stored in my Ian house. He stores food. So I mean, I don't I don't really remember. Do you remember specifically what that was regarding? Because I I don't recall. I don't. That. I I
9: can't. I mean, you know, this week has kind of been a blur. So I'm I'm a little off my A game because uh, you know when you're showering when you can, where you can, and and uh not want to work. You know, are not getting the best sleep. Uh, I don't remember specifically what it was about. I just remember it struck me as kind of odd that uh, that you would kind of laugh at him about
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, I remember making poking fun at Sam because he believed that uh, the web bots thing was predicting the future. Um, you know, in fact, when <laughs> no, it
9: wasn't that. I can promise you. I've been listening for over a year now. Okay, um, well, but, uh, maybe you but mis- yeah. maybe
0: I miscommunicated. It... Yeah, um, and then or maybe the other, you misheard it.
9: Question... It could be yeah, that could be it too. Um, but I had another question um, because you. You've gone out on record as saying you're peaceful, uh, you would never aggress against another person, um, you're a Quaker, and, and I respect you for that. But i gotta, I got to ask you, at what point do you think it would have to get to in a hairy situation where you would actually uh, clench up your fist and, and strike someone to defend yourself, your home, uh, your family? I know you don't have one right now, but, you know, you know your mom, your dad. Um, wh- what would be the breaking point for you? Because I don't think that you've ever addressed that on air. Um, because I, I, mean, I know that you can kind of be a little smarmy, and I find you entertaining, um, and some of the things that you do, I think, are hilarious, um, the way that, you, that you, you talk to people in power. But
2: at what you point can be a little um, smarmy do
9: and... you think that um, – yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark will back up on that one. <laughs> um, at what point do you think where you would finally say, all right, I can't talk my right way out of this you know, situation with some suitsy act. I actually have to defend myself.
2: Well, first off, that's not aggression. Um, so you, You'd use the term aggression. I just want to make it abundantly clear. Defending yourself is not aggression. Uh, the person who is against whom you are defending yourself is, is then aggressing. And I don't think Ian, I, 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 you know, knowing Ian as long as I know, I have known him, he's not going to aggress against anyone.
0: No. And I flirted with the concept of pacifism for a little while, but I never really truly em- embraced it, just because I couldn't get over the question of, well, what would happen if my girlfriend was was being attacked by somebody? I would want to do something to stop that violence. So I think it's entirely a- acceptable and appropriate to use violence to stop aggressors in, uh, okay. in some circumstances. I don't know
2: that the term violence actually fits in there. I mean you can go look at the dictionary definition of a violence and sometimes they'll use the term aggressive force in order to define it. And to me it is a mindset. If I'm trying to help everybody in the situation by stopping an aggressive uh you know by uh, stopping an aggressive person in whatever manner I have to stop them. I think I can stop them in a loving fashion um, at the same time preventing them from say doing further harm to themselves and to other people.
0: Right that means stopping uh, I them. couldn't I couldn't I couldn't disagree with
9: that more. Uh, In in certain situations, the only the only language that that some people speak, and I I live in a big city, so I see it every day. Mm -hmm. I went to high schools where there were guns present in school. um, Is force so. Um, you you wrapping your arms lovingly around someone while trying to I don't know. think you
0: understood him correctly
2: oh I would lovingly shoot a guy in the knee if um, that's oh, okay.
0: All right, great. if, we'll if that's what it lane. took to right. protect my family yeah, I don't think but you understood what it's, what it's about a
2: mindset I mean like I'm offering mm-hmm. that person something I'm offering them the 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 opportunity to not commit further crimes and have more things happening to them
0: you're not trying to exact revenge you're just trying to stop the attack right now
2: I would hope that right. I live up to what I'm saying but I can tell you That knowing me and knowing how I am, I tend to be a pretty angry dude in life, and I could very well grit my teeth and pull and aim higher, right? Um, I don't want to provide that to that guy. What I want to do is I want to, in a lovingly loving fashion, prevent him from doing something he's truly going to regret in the future, because I know what happens when you do these things. I've had intimate experience with it.
9: Right, I'm I'm well aware. Again, I've, I've been listening for a while. So, Ian, you know, is is there a point where you would actually, you know? Defend yourself against something like that? I I mean, what, what, would, what would be the... Because everybody's got a breaking point. Everybody has that line.
2: Everybody's got it. You
9: know what I'm saying? So what's yours, I guess, is my question. Because I've always wanted to kind of ask you that. What is your line in the sand? You'll finally actually, you know, put down the words and, and either pick up a gun or, or use your fist. In well, a I don't manner. tend to believe
0: that uh, violence against people that are the state uh, is in any way effective. No, I forget-
9: guess. Throw all that state garbage out. We're just two guys talking right now.
0: Okay, so you're you're just talking just a regular human being who's not a state actor? Yes, yes. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I think it's entirely appropriate to defend yourself against uh, against an attack. I mean, I I think that that's okay.
9: Okay, so leading me back to the first thing about preparedness, what have you done
0: lately to prepare yourself for a situation like that? You mean for like a violent attack? Sure. I just actually had uh, I just yourself. hired someone to clean my gun for me.
9: <laughs> no, that's not what I'm talking about. What have you done for yourself to
0: to get ready in case something like You mean like take like take, like take jujitsu classes? I've done that in the past what? as well.
9: Or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm trying to get at that because you know yeah, I, I listen pretty much every every day, almost just about five. But times I,
0: I tend to try to avoid conflict. So I mean, I kind of like oh, what. Believe me, I'm well aware. I, unless it's what right, I kind of like what Penn and Teller people. said in their. Uh, I think it was their their episode on martial arts, where they actually calculated out that for all the time and effort people spend going to martial arts classes, and the you know mm-hmm. the money that they spend on those classes, that mm-hmm. uh, the average robber. If you just hand over your wallet, you're gonna lose a lot less than just handing over your wallet. Than
1: you <laughs> would spending all that money. Thanks,
0: Travis. Appreciate it, man. Now,
2: you, yeah, you shouldn't go to martial arts classes for the sole purpose of uh, preparing yourself for uh, the inevitable attack. Uh, for one, I think it's the wrong mindset. But secondly, there's so many more things you get out of a martial arts class well, than that. Discipline
0: and all that, there, supposedly. It, it, but exercise and, of know, course, it was also pointed out that the average martial arts student injures themselves four times per year. So if you want to prevent injury, going to martial arts class isn't a good way to do that either. I did
1: that once too. That would that would be my experience. I, I have several friends who have taken martial arts and they have usually done something to themselves. To hurt themselves. Yeah. And, but I think Travis raises a good question and just generally speaking I think if if you are, if I'm understanding him correctly is how much time do you put into preparing or being prepared for the worst case scenario? Because I think we can I all I try agree. not to put much
0: time into that because I don't like to it's about for me it's about that mindset. I don't like to consider that the worst case scenario would happen. I think being prepared to some extent is reasonable, but I think there's a certain point at which you go overboard into, like, preparation madness. Right. Now, I don't know where that line is and I think it, that line's probably different for everybody. I think for
1: it's everybody. subjective, I, absolutely, if for, for your own personal situation, because I'm sure you, as a guy you 're bigger than I am you 're probably am I? I, I think you are it um, might not be, but as a as a guy, I think you would probably have a different perspective on self protection in situations that could be potentially dangerous than say I would as a as a female walking down a dark street at night you know just to go to that worst case scenario place. You know, so your idea of preparedness may be much different than mine.
0: Another point they made on the Penn and Teller episode about self defense is that when you're teaching kids these things, like a lot of kids go to self, you know, self defense classes. It's real popular. When you teach kids these things, that it, again the mindset comes into that they're more willing to fight rather than flee, and because of that, maybe they will hurt their opponent who might have been the aggressor. But that won't stop the police from coming along and charging you or your or your kid or whatever with some criminal act. So, in some cases, you know, in an ideal world, the defensive pers- party in a fight would never get charged with anything. But we've seen so many cases where somebody defends insanity, themselves yeah,
1: absolutely and
0: they get a, they get arrested for some you know manslaughter or something like that. Well, I
2: would hope that uh, <laughs> I would hope it didn't come down to that, but it, it certainly it could.
0: happens. Eight five five four fifty three. That's the toll free number. So 1-855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. And you're most likely to be aggressed against by agents of the state anyway. It's Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Take control of these airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's one Tonight here with you, it's Ian. Nemi. And, and Mark. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system there. It has been reworked. As of about a week or so ago, and uh, the the troll situation has been uh, better contained than ever in the past. Uh, there's uh, There's been some changes that have been made. You can uh, you can see those in our new uh, terms of service over at the BBS, bbs.freetalklive.com. But hopefully it'll be a much more productive place to be for uh, conversations to happen without takeovers. Hostile takeovers of threads on the BBS are now impossible. I think this is probably the biggest change that's been made, besides the fact there are now more moderators there and they have more leeway to decide things. You, as the creator of a new thread on the Free Talk Live BBS, actually have the ability to delete anyone's response, which could be used in a little kind of a little tyrant manner, I I suppose. You could. I mean, but they don't have to post on your threads. Right. But then maybe no one will respond to to your thread. So there will be some level of market uh, control here in that uh, you'll have to be a little bit judicious about who you delete and who you don't. Uh, But if somebody posts some garbage on your thread that you don't want there, just hit the delete button. It's not a problem. Someone posts some porn you don't want. Hit the delete button. No problem. bbs.freetalklive.com. It's all free. (laughs)
2: So, um, you know, uh, I am, am unable to own a uh, firearm for uh, legal reasons, but a friend of mine up here in New Hampshire, a free stater who moved, uh, t- told me about a weapon. It's an air rifle, um, a 50 caliber air rifle that could put a round through seven two liter bottles. I think full. that's
1: awesome. I'm it's sorry. really
2: interesting. It's got the muzzle velocity of a handgun and you don't think of these things when you think of air rifles. I, You know, I grew up, I had a BB gun. I could sh- shoot anything with that BB gun. I was so good with that BB gun because I had plenty of time. And, <laughs> But, you know, it's a little tiny BB and... you pump it 10 times and and you know my friend and i would play with it you know one pump and we'd shoot each other of course our parents did not want us to do this but this was essentially the early laser tag <laughs> version um you do not want to do that with the dragon claw because it will put this round through you yikes yeah it's really crazy you can go see it at airgun.freetalklive.com I've had a great time with it. Let my friends uh, fire it. Uh, fire it. And it's really awesome. And Pyramid Air, who is uh, you know the, the website that uh, that sells this, the largest purveyor of uh, of air rifles in the nation. I think in the world actually. And they've got all kinds of air rifles for whatever needs you might have. You know, maybe the Dragon Claws for you. Maybe something else. They've got those uh, those ones that cock by uh, you know the whole uh, clicking the whole barrel and everything. And those can really move around too. Hmm. Um, go check them out at. Airgun.freetalklive.com. Use coupon code FTL. You'll save uh, 10% off or free shipping, whichever one's better. It's uh, coupon code FTL11. And go see the Dragon Claw at airgun.freetalklive.com. You can peruse the site once you get there.
0: All right. So uh, 855-450-FREE. Mark, you had uh, some other additional comments or thoughts you wanted to share on this issue of self-defense.
2: Yeah. You know, one of these things that I wonder when we're talking about... You know, doing the right thing in a situation where uh, somebody's committing some kind of awful violent act. And I don't know what the answer is. Um, you know, I'm a Quaker and I certainly believe that, uh, you know, that, that violence isn't the best answer to the vast majority of problems out there. I think that uh, I, I have jumped to violence too often in my life and I think that the best thing that one can do is to look for better solutions. However, one, when one says that one's a pacifist uh you know everybody always brings up this idea well what if
0: you know you say that
2: I don't I don't generally use the term because I think it's I say I'm a Quaker and often that will means to people that I'm I am a pacifist. I'm not entirely sure what pacifism means. If I'm a pacifist and a guy with an axe is coming to murder my family but is all I have to do is close and lock a door to stop him, have I you know have I mean if if I'm going to trust in God to protect me uh, go with God's will, should I not close the door? I don't know about these things and it it's uh you know to me I'm going to close that door that, you know, there's there's no doubt in my mind that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was just, we were just talking to the caller, what was his name, the one with the power out? Fine question. Okay, you <laughs> new
0: Travis. system. The problem with the new phone system is all, yeah, I think it was Travis. Travis, but the problem with the new phone system is there's no log of who <laughs> who calls.
2: That much is true, I just thought you might r- recall. And he had said something like, well, what what do you do in this situation and that situation? And I guess you know, I don't know. What Could I, um, you know, the best situation that I affect um, in order to take Care of somebody who says who say intent upon raping my wife, should I hold them with a gun at bay? Will that work if they step towards me? Do I lovingly shoot them in the knee in order to uh, to stop them um, pre- prevent them from doing something that they may very well be charged for and have to spend years and years in prison you know i mean is is that the best way to handle it or you know, this guy who maybe he's in the middle of the act I put I put around through his head in order to protect every single one of the women in the future that he might have uh, proposed to rape. Who knows? And so I find this to be a I find this to be a very difficult question to answer.
1: I think it's good to think about regardless and and all of the firearm training that I've gone through the, the basic question underlying any self-defense issue is are you you need to think about it now rather than after after you've gone out and purchased your firearm and you've done your your training you you need to think about are you willing to take a life if if somebody comes into your house and you think about that worst case scenario because for some folks the answer may be no and that's just fine but in order to make a self defense plan you really need to kind of answer the question and look look in your your heart, your soul into yourself and, and make a decision on whether you would be willing to take a life in, in that instance or like Mark, if there are several steps between, as I, I would agree, there I would take as many steps as I would need to to not take a life, but I would in in my own defense if I needed to. But there are folks out there who won't, and I respect that. And they can prepare themselves accordingly in a different way without necessarily using lethal force. It's
0: hard to imagine anyone doing nothing in a case uh, where, you know, their loved one is being assaulted or raped or or murdered or or whatever. I imagine that th- that would be the true pacifist, though, to to not take any sort of violent action. And
2: Russell Canning, uh, who who did propose to be a, a pacifist, said that those things never happened to him, and. I think that this is largely true. Likely I will go through my life without having to deal with this circumstance. Now, I, what the circumstance I will have to deal with is threats – of violence from the government every time you you know every april 15th is a threat of violence from the government if you don't fill out that tax return you know that they could very well come after you and throw you and your in your family in jail Mm -hmm. um or you know separate you from your family by throwing you in jail or whatever it is they want to do i mean they the uh, when they put the lights when they put the lights on for the speeding ticket you know whether you agree with it or not you had better pull over because it's a threat of violence uh property taxes or another every time you have a communication with the government essentially you're being threatened yeah and i know i'm gonna have to deal with those folks and i know the best solution for dealing with those folks is to be calm take a deep breath
0: grab the video camera
2: imagine that you love that person you know be loving towards that person be respectful towards that person because these are the things that work and this is what you know, this is what is going to make your life better. It's well, going to edify you.
0: Even though the government people are doing violence, they they have legitimacy, unlike the the murderer or the rapist who are private criminals and don't have that same level of uh, renown. I suppose you could say for their for their actions. So you can't get away with with using violence against uh, against the state, even if it is morally justified. Even if they are attacking you, and they they do that sometimes. Sometimes they'll come right out and attack you, like they did with you know the folks in the in Waco, for instance, or or Ruby Ridge. Happens. one 450 free The toll-free number, 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. None of these uh, questions have easy answers about when to use violence and, and when not. Uh, more on the way. You can share your thoughts. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Nami, And Mark. And we invite you on over to our website at freetalklive.com. If you have a smartphone, you can visit our mobile website over at m.freetalklive.com. Get quick access to our live streams and the podcast over at M, as in mobile, dot com. We
2: had a guy call in about being prepared, and he was talking about how he had heat in his house because he'd split a bunch of wood and uh, was prepared for that. There's another way to handle these situations. It's to have a generator. Um, lots of folks with families. If you've got a family, it's probably a pretty good idea to have this because you never know when something's going to happen. From freak, uh, snowstorm's going to show up, uh, you know, drop more snow than's been dropped since 1830. I believe um, in October, uh, you know, or ice storm hurricane, you never know what could knock the power out and knock it out for days on end. Some people are claiming that the uh, that, uh, you know, some sunspots can cause um, outages and that's liable to happen here in the future, that there could be, um, you know, that the grid can't handle. The growth of the public that, uh, and, you know, you're relying on government instituted monopolies for uh, your power. It's best to rely on yourself. And the Sound Wisdom's SG-1 solar power generating system is a generator and it costs about what a generator costs. But it's paying for itself by taking particular items off the grid entirely. So your freezer, your refrigerator, your well pump. These are things you need during a crisis. Maybe your heater or something like that. The SG-1 can provide you power to those things all the time, not just during a crisis, but during a crisis, too. It's a really great system. It's uh, you know, If you've got a family, you should look into this. Check it out at freetalklivesolar.com. They've got experts standing by to answer all of your solar questions because you're going to have them. Uh, freetalklivesolar.com.
0: To the phones and to the fun. Caleb is on the line listening in Alabama. Caleb, you're on free talk Live.
5: Hey, guys. Um, Real quick on the point you're talking about now, if you're if you're going to interject yourself into a violent situation, rape, assault, whatever, and you're unwilling to use violence, there's a high probability you're just going to make it worse because you adding yourself in that situation escalates the threat level for the assailant. So if you're not willing to get involved uh, violently, it may be best to go and, and not interject yourself and go get someone to help you.
2: I'm a little curious about this. Wait, wait wait a second, Caleb. What if you were to stand back with, say, a camera or something and say, hey, I've got you on film here. Um, you know, this thing's uploading directly to the Internet. I've got a I've got a cell phone that uploads directly to the Internet. Um, if you stop now, hey, I could stop the video and no one will ever see it. But you need to stop immediately. I mean, I think that you've got the cameras offer, um, you know, sort of a, a weaponized function almost.
0: It's an interesting approach. How effective it would be. I don't know.
2: I don't know either.
1: I think he- Kayla makes a good point, but I also think that if if we were to avoid interjecting ourselves in potentially or actively violent situations, people may not think anyone's seeing it either. You know, it, I walked out of the supermarket the other night and a guy was yelling at his girlfriend in the parking lot and just stopping and standing and making it known that you, that they are not by themselves or not being mm-hmm. ignored. I don't need to interject myself necessarily into the situation, though my presence is known. Does that make sense? Caleb?
5: Yeah, I think that, that certainly applies to a, a lower-level threat situation, but uh, when it gets to a, a high-level violence, rape, uh, attempted murder, something like that, I, I, you know, I'm no, i I'm not the, the king of, of all knowledge. I'm just saying if you're not willing to use violence, you may not want to get involved because you being there escalates uh, the situation.
0: All right, very good. Anything else you want to share tonight?
5: Anyway, oh, earlier, I, I'm on a two-hour delay. Listen to XM Radio. Oh, okay. You're talking about child protective services and uh, uh, child abuse and whatnot. Um, in order to have... Uh, you guys all much smarter than me, but in order to have an informed discussion about that, I think you need to research just how corrupt and violent the uh, government, child protective services, and uh, child abuse people are. It is, there is horrific abuse and violence in such a large system that you... I can't even describe it. They literally oh, yeah. have shopping lists to go kidnap infants and children
0: It has and happened.
5: Sell them for sex Oh, it's so absolutely true. It I mean, there was, so yeah, we've talked you, about you, in the past. You should, you should know how bad it is oh, we know. I don't think, to have an accurate system. I don't an think anyone
1: judgment. is disagreeing with you, Caleb, at all. I, I, I think where I came from coming in this evening was more of, okay, so we have this system and it's terrible. How do we make it better? And, and is it completely of dissolving of it. it? Yes, but what happens between now and then? Well, it continues hurting people. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, no, a
5: lot, no, you have a lot of good points. I'm just saying, make sure that you start your discussion from the right place, knowing just how barbaric it is. If you know at the status quo is certainly. Right
1: the, I, I absolutely hear where you're coming from. I, I need to. I feel compelled to counteract and say. Again, and I know Mark had, had said this, mentioned this as well. There are several good people there, too. I don't want CPS drawn with, I, I understand that there are horrific stories out there, but I think that in it's not hyperbole, but in all of the emotion, we, we kind of can get caught up in it and, and lose sight that there are really awesome people out there who really want nothing more than to help kids and not hurt them. Yeah, the question is how many of them that are working. there?
0: And what good does and it? How many of them have the authority to to actually
5: act? The people generally who want to do help, the hands-on people, the good-hearted people, generally don't have the office politics and and corruption abilities to rise through the ranks.
0: Great point. To be in the command position. It's always likely that uh, the most corrupt will rise up to the top. There levels.
2: have been studies that show that in um, you know government organizations that the more corrupt have the ability to rise up, and I don't know why or how, but. It's been shown that doesn't mean that every organization is corrupt. I've certainly talked to people and worked with people that that are in the CPS Child Protective Services that seem to have the very best interests of the child in mind. But they are working within a system where, well, the government can take your kid anytime they want for whatever reason they want.
0: Yeah, there's been no shortage of stories. And in case it didn't sound like when you were listening uh, there to the first hour, in case it didn't sound like. You know, we were aware of how bad the system is that we absolutely are. I mean, we've talked for years on this show with people who've called in and had absolutely just – horrible stories about their encounters with these cps thugs and these sickos and we've talked about there was a story out of florida where one of the cps uh, workers was i think he was involved in child porn or something like that or there's another one in porn. south carolina
2: where they uh, took a kid for being uh, you know a week old child for losing weight after birth i mean this happens all the time and then they gave it to another family that had been looking to
0: adopt yeah, there's no shortage of these things and i think you're right caleb thanks for the call I appreciate hearing from you tonight 855-450-FREE that's the toll-free number mark tsa news
2: yeah, this is uh, from Alternet.com. Bizarre situation. A woman was roughed up and arrested for reciting the Constitution during a TSA inspection. Hmm. Um, this is apparently Albuquerque International Who Sunpoint. Who she, she is? <laughs> Albuquerque International Sunpoint Security Checkpoint. Uh, doesn't
0: is- she know the Constitution doesn't apply anymore? I mean, I was in a courtroom the other day, and that's what I was told doesn't apply to that court.
2: Yeah, well, that's a, you know, in you a lot of cases, that that, that's exactly how they, they tend to feel about these situations. And this is a firsthand account from this, uh, the, this woman. This is, uh, T.P. Alexanders, uh, who wrote it up. And I guess it, uh, had been originally posted, posted on the Daily Costs. So you can take that for what you, uh, for what it's worth. But I think that it's a, it's a very interesting story. I pass a camera crew filming, uh, the ticket counter. I stop and consider them and um, telling them what I'm uh, about to do, but I decide against it. They probably won't care. Instead, I wheel my baggage to the security area. I can feel my heart beat in my chest. I've never done anything like this before. I've always said yes, sir, even when I don't agree. Mm. Even this simple act fills me with conflicting emotions. New Mexico is far warmer than my native Pacific Northwest. I'm sweating by the time I reach the first inspection point of my ID. I'm sure I already look like a terrorist. The TSA agent perched in his stool takes no notice. I look enough like my driver's license, and I have a valid airline ticket. My black—he uh, blacklights my ID and lets me pass with hardly a glance. I've come here to moonlight for my real job. My daughter had a uh, an operation, and I had to come with thousands. Uh, had to come up with thousands in deductible. She's in college, and so far I've managed to keep her from becoming a debt slave like her mother. I took eight extra weekends of work in the land of enchantment, that's what they call New Mexico, (laughs) to cover the the cost. I'm lucky, I guess, I, I can do that. Others, with fewer job opportunities, have no choice but to go bankrupt. My heart kicks it up another notch when I go to the conveyor belt. I shouldn't have had that coffee this morning, but thank God I didn't need anything or I'd be hugging a trash can right now.
0: All right. So she's planned to do something different this time. Yes. I've yet to find out what that is. We'll get here in a moment, to the rest of her story, and take your calls as well about what you want in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are next at 855-450-FREE. Shows Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Uh, bring up what you want here at 855-450-FREE. 450 3733 Here tonight, it's Ian, Nemi, and Mark. And inviting you to the website, freetalklive.com. We've got a page where you can go and get different things to help promote Free Talk Live, like a free bumper sticker. Or perhaps you'd rather get flyers you can print out. It doesn't have to be an or thing. You can do it all. You can also grab uh, web graphics and uh, banners and such. Head on over to promote.freetalklive.com. That's promote.freetalklive.com. We'll get back to your phone calls here in a moment. But I want to hear the rest of the story, Mark, since we started it here about There's, the TSA. That's
2: right. And this is a really well-written story from the first-person point of view. This, uh, this gal that uh, that had this happen to her, her name was uh, T.J. Alexanders. T.P. Alexanders is uh, the pen name, the nom de plume here. Um, This is long, and there's no way we're going to get it in by the end of the show. But I do want to point out what this lady was doing is she walked up to the TSA screening area. Um, She... Basically, didn't want to go through the little zapper machine, the the naked body scanner thing. Mm -hmm. She began to recite the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution. It reads, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. Excuse me. And then no warrant shall issue, no probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place uh, to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. So she's... Speaking the United States Constitution at a checkpoint and immediately before she even gets part the way through here, uh, she says, I'm speaking loud and clear and those around me can hear before I get to unreasonable search. So not even halfway through, (laughs) uh, a man in an ill-fitting suit and tie matches up, marches up to me and tells me that I'm disrupting his operation and that he won't, that she Mm. won't be flying. Uh, If she keeps it up, she won't be flying and she doesn't. And basically he ends up nixing her her flight because she was saying the constitution she wow. offered to go get padded down she just wants to be able to say the constitution while she goes through um they no no way they're doing that the cops come uh she starts saying the constitution they grab her bodily and throw her out of the line, drag mm. her down the line, throw her out of the line. She sits, tell her to get out of there. She doesn't have her, any of her stuff at this point. She sits down. She says, in for a penny, in for a pound. She sits down. They put the cuffs on her and yank her arms up above her head. She says she's wincing. Tears are coming to her eyes. She can't even uh, you know, recite the, the amendment at this point. Wow. And they're dragging her out of the airport. But but, but they end up throwing her into a holding cell. Um, you know, and it's just – it's this Jeez. lady got
0: arrested for – What's the charge? Any idea?
2: Disrupting their little line or whatever. Obstructing
0: government administration by reading the
1: Constitution. Yeah, Disorderly conduct. Yeah. It's you, lady, are out of here.
2: You know, and I wonder if you were saying some kind of prayer, you know, if you were going through your Our Fathers or your Hail Marys or something like that when you're going through the line, would they Allah just Akbar. think – well, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you were just just saying a prayer while you went through, would they would they have the same problem? I mean, she's speaking loud and clear. So it, I guess you can certainly talk while you go through. I've done that. So it depends on what you say when you go. Yeah, through. absolutely.
1: Given these people ideas. That's right. And and I have to say, maybe it's the cynic in me. But I'm I'm impressed that not only has she actually read the Constitution, but she she committed the Fourth Amendment to memory.
2: Yeah, I mean it's impressive that uh, she did such a thing,
1: especially when she's under such duress. This, this to me, mm-hmm. I, I, I would put five bucks that they're going to drop the charge when she shows up. But that, that doesn't, that doesn't make it right. It doesn't now, make it right. Is this a
0: right? federal charge or is this a state? I don't thing? know what
2: the specifics are as far as the charge goes. And I'm just reading this person's yeah. first. I mean, you know, this, this person's first uh, first-hand read here, and it's well, now, expansive.
0: Well, now this is interesting because. On this program in the past, we've certainly talked about the TSA and the things they do to people and how outrageous they are and their security theater and that they're completely just incompetent in general and they can't really stop anybody that really wants to do damage. But one of the questions that has been asked is, well, what can we really do about it? What can we, the little sheep uh, out there being herded through their little checkpoints? I mean, Mark, you and I just traveled to Dallas, so we went through the TSA there. Uh, What can we do to really do something about this? And it has been suggested there could be protests. I mean, certainly in Germany, they had like the uh, the naked or the semi-naked protests of the, the airline security there, and that got a lot of press. Uh, but over here, there hasn't really been that much. There was the uh, the We Won't Fly event that happened last year that got a lot of press.
1: Initially, there was a lot of resistance and objection to it. But I think the TSA just kind of dug in in its heels and said the sheep will well, will yeah, give in eventually.
0: They're right, because uh, the people that don't want to deal with it are going to stop flying. And the people that have to continue flying are going to deal with it because they've got a place to be. Right. And so they're going to deal with it and they're going to you know put their heads down and take take whatever comes.
1: Now, my understanding is there are at least four cases coming up before the U.S supreme court in this coming session dealing with the tsa searches and seizures yeah that was i read that a week or so ago i'm curious
0: to see what happens with those i'll bring them in next week what they're in reference to but uh, that i'm interested in learning but this is something people can do is to speak out while they're there and it's something others have done in the past who uh you know they haven't gotten arrested for it thank goodness but boy Who's going to want? This is the problem with with speaking up against the status quo. Is that there's always a chance you're going to get thrown in a cage, even if you do something as nonviolent and as peaceful as just reciting the Fourth Amendment. It wasn't that, like you said, she was cooperative, wasn't she? She, she was willing to go. Did through not the deny security.
2: anything that they were attempting to. You know, they were in, during the questioning process. They were telling her that she refused to search, and she's like, "I didn't refuse the search. Yeah. You never offered it to me." and he said well you refused to answer my questions i didn't refuse to answer your questions i refused to ha- i asked you if i had was uh, you know liable you know whether it was whether she was liable to hand over those pieces of paper and she believed that she wasn't so you know they, they were lying
1: that's,
0: That's all.
2: Plain
1: and simple, contempt of cop.
2: Yep, it's uh you know they're, they're treating this lady like a terrorist, a regular American, a doctor as a matter of fact. Mm. Um treating uh, treating them like a some kind of terrorist for cuz frankly, she's reading it what they consider to be a terrorist document, which yeah. is the Bill of Rights. The fact is, in a nation of lies, speaking the truth is treason.
0: Let's go to you and your thoughts. Amos is on the line listening in West Virginia to WBTS. Hey Amos. Hey, hey folks. Hey, what's on uh, your mind tonight? Yeah, this is kind of a free market
6: free enterprise uh, question I wanted to bring up with you regarding homeschooling. Sure, sure. Uh, I know the situation in another state, I'm not going to specify where it is, but the uh, person reported to me does some work for people that homeschool their children. And uh, the children are are taught about their religion and everything, but the kids are like around nine years old and they can't read. Now, what? And supposedly they're being homeschooled. What do you do in a situation like that?
2: Well, there are. Um, there's there's actually the,
6: child abuse, or you know, I, you know, I don't know.
2: Okay, uh, there, there are situations, different types of schooling that suggest that children learn to read at different times. Um, uh-huh. There's the, you know, the, the child-directed learning philosophy says that some kids are ready to read early. My son is uh, three and a half years old. He's been reading, I think, since he was 18 months or something like that. Different words. I mean, he can't, he can't read a book all the way from from start to finish, but he can certainly pick out words, especially ones that he's interested in, like colors and stuff like that, and he knows what they say. Um, whereas other kids aren't interested in learning uh, as, you know, learning to read quite as, as early. And and that maybe you can force a kid to learn, but in the process of forcing them to learn, they hate learning. you kill their desire to do it. So maybe it's OK to let some kids wait until 12 to learn to read. Uh, you know, I've never heard of a situation in the child-directed learning um, arena that a child didn't learn to read, just that some of them will start at 2 and some of them will start at 12. And so I don't I don't think that. No, I don't think that follows into the area of child abuse. You
0: just have to resist the urge to impose your beliefs about learning on other people and their children and trust that over time, young people will figure out what they need to in order to get through life. I mean, reading is a valuable thing. And at some point they're going to realize, hey, I think I'd like to read, learn to read now.
1: Well, coming at this from from a governmental standpoint, I know how how we love the government here, but I think New Hampshire has really been battling in terms of defining what an adequate education is. And I think, well, granted, the government shouldn't necessarily be in the business of determining what an adequate education is. I think it's interesting because New Hampshire has, as a whole, as its citizenry, tried to define what that is. Is that reading by 10 is that reading by five? Is that reading by high school graduation? These are all problems right and, absolutely and, and
2: I'd like to point out that uh, on average, twenty percent of graduates of public school are functionally illiterate, so I mean you know is the government look at an urban zone, is the government yeah and it's forty percent in some urban areas Is the government abusing our kids right
0: I, I think it. Amos, go ahead
3: good point, I just yeah. Uh, I, I agree
6: with your thoughts. I, this, just a, just a real quick thing I want to say. You were talking about school selection in this county years ago, 40 years ago or more. Uh, they 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 had a policy. You can go to any any student can go to any school they want to. Uh, you now, if it's out of your area, you have to furnish your own transportation.
0: Did so, they get rid of that policy? No, they've had it for at least 40 years. I think it's a better uh, government policy, yeah. but obviously getting the monopoly out of uh, education would yeah. be an ideal situation. We're out of time. Amos, thanks okay. for the call, man. Appreciate yeah, thanks, it. Thanks, Amos. It's been Ian here with you. Nami And Mark. Back tomorrow night. You can join us online. In the meantime, over at freetalklive.com.
4: When the power goes out for any length of time, you've got problems, starting with food that's going bad, even in the freezer. No communications, living by candlelight or flashlight, it's a bad place to be. The solar flare cycle is heating up and has already done damage to the grid. NASA and NOAA tell us that next year and in 2013, it will take down large sections of the grid for days or weeks at a time. Hurricanes and floods also cut power for several days or weeks. You can protect yourself now. The SG-1 solar generator by Sound Wisdom produces 5,000 watts of household current, comes with 230 amp-hours of battery, 220-watt solar panels, and a built-in battery maintainer desulfator. This is the only portable system you can add as many batteries or solar panels as you like. It will also convert power from windmills, water wheels, DC welders, or gas generators, any source of 12-volt DC power. See it now at pretalklabsolar.com. Technicians are standing by
3: now to answer your questions even during the Sunday night show. FreeTalkLivesolar.com.